The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. All right, it's game day. You only got one job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts and don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph Lions College Football. This game is being brought to you by the Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue. Iron Sharpens Iron. Call now at 513-383-9773. Sunday's Pub at 8582 Winton Road. Ascent Safety Solutions. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. The Mount St. Joseph University. JCAP Sports Bar at 6441 Glenway Avenue. FNN Good Chicken Tenders. Call now to order at 513-451-3000. Jake Sweeney Auto at jakesweeney.com. And La Rosa's Pizza on Rapid Run Road. Call 513-347-1111 to order now. Mount St. Joseph University Football is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now let's go to the field for this Lions game. From Alumni Stadium in Hanover, Indiana, good afternoon, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell. Glad to have you along today on UltimateSportsTalk.com as we have got college football action for you this afternoon, as always, as we play game number 9 of 10 in the 2018 college football season for the Mount St. Joseph Lions. The Lions today on the road for the final time in the season as they will be taking on the first place Hanover Panthers here this afternoon. The Lions come in with a record of 6-2 and two overall. They are 5-1 and one in the Heartland Conference. While the Panthers now are 5-2, and two, they are 5-0 and oh in the Heartland Conference, tied with Franklin for the top spot in the conference, each at 5-0. and oh. The Lions are one game behind each of them. However, Franklin right now has the upper hand, at least until they host Hanover in two weeks on November 10th to end the season. Hanover looking to go 6-0 and today for the first time since the 2012 season. The Lions have one game left in the regular season. That will be back at home next weekend with Anderson. That's going to round out the year for the Lions. Their bye week comes up the weekend of November 10th. We're going to talk with Head coach Tyler Hopperton about that on the pregame interview coming up in just a little bit on whether or not he likes the uh, situation where they've got the game, the uh, bye coming up at the end of the week or at the end of the season or not. So we'll talk to him about that coming up in just a little bit. The Lions are coming off of their first shutout win in six years as they blanked Defiance last week 20 to nothing. It was a ho-hum game for the Lions. They had over 100 yards more in total offense than the Jackets, yet put up only three TDs in the game. As you heard on our Rewind show, they were up only 6 to nothing at the half over the Bulldogs, and they ended up winning that contest by the final score of 20 to nothing last Saturday. Well, these two teams, Hanover and Mount St. Joseph, well, they have met several times. The Blue and Red, they lead the all-time series 15-11 to and have split the last four meetings here at Hanover. Hanover won last week at Manchester 48-14. to Sophomore running back Sean Cohen out of Evansville, Indiana, had a strong effort. He ended up with 254 yards 
And total offense, as the team finished with 336 yards for the game, Cohen averaged almost 8 yards per carry, which included an 11-yard touchdown run and another rush for 58 yards. Cohen also had 75 receiving yards on just three catches in the game. He's a sophomore. He also scored on a 66-yard pass in the third quarter. He's got a career-high 329 all-purpose yards, and he was announced as the Heartland Conference's Offensive Player of the Week and well-deserving for the second consecutive week on Monday afternoon. This Hanover program was down in the doldrums until Matt Theobald took it over. He's from Hanover. He took it over prior to the 2016 season. In his first year, he guided the Panthers to their most wins in the past three seasons, going four and six. The Panthers also recorded a record of four and four in conference play. That gave them their first conference winning percentage of 500 or better since 2013. Theobald once again guided Hanover to a four and six record a year ago, and they were four and four again. But this year, boy, have they shown dramatic improvement, and it is because of their defensive unit. Their defensive unit is giving up just 15.9 points per ball game, and that is against some good football teams, even though the schedule really hurts them going down the stretch. But if they continue to play like they have been, especially in that game against Franklin. Really, it doesn't matter if they win today what they do next week against Rose-Hulman because then going into the final weekend against Franklin, if Franklin is still unbeaten when they go into that game on November 10th, then a win by Hanover would put them in the national playoffs, but a win by Franklin would then put them in. Now, the best that the Lions right now can hope for is a couple of losses by Franklin, and then a win today over Hanover, and then a win by Hanover over Franklin the last weekend of the season, and then that would cause the Lions to be going to the national playoffs. But the way it looks, if they can win this game today and Hanover would win in two weeks at Franklin, then you'd have a three-way conference championship. But Franklin would end up going to the national playoffs just simply because of the fact that they beat Mount St. Joseph, and then they would have a better overall record than Hanover heading into the national tournament. So Franklin, again, would head into the national playoffs at the end of the year. These two teams met a year ago. Mount St. Joseph won it by 15 at Schuler Field, 35-20. to That was on September 30th a year ago. The Lions were the first to strike in the ball game as they scored a touchdown early in the second. They followed that up quickly with another. Hanover responded with a TD, but the Lions stole the half with another long touchdown pass to end the first half up 21-6. to Hanover was able to punch twice the ball into the end zone in garbage time in the fourth quarter, but it wasn't enough. The Mount, as we said, they won five in a row over Hanover heading into this afternoon's ball game, and the last time Hanover won was on September the 15th, 2012, at Hanover, and that was a 28-24 to victory. Lions getting ready to take on the Hanover Panthers. This one is going to be a physical slobber knocker, as Keith Jackson used to call it. I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be back with more from Wayne Perry Field here in Hanover, Indiana, right after this. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy, and now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we could take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Get moving! 
Dayton Children's, experts you trust, caring for the children you love. Stay up to date with all your sports information on UltimateSportsTalk.com, Mount St. Joseph University, and Roger Bacon High School Sports. Talk about the Cincinnati Reds and Cleveland Indians on the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show every Monday night at 9 during the baseball season. Minute by Bennett scores, opinion articles, stories from the pros, college, and high school levels, including the WWE, MMA, and UFC. Increase your workout level and tickets to any sporting event all in one spot. Check out UltimateSportsTalk.com every day for your sports fix. Back at Hanover where the Lions are getting set to take on the Panthers here this afternoon in a first place battle for both of these ball clubs. Franklin is going to go into this afternoon's action and they've got a big game coming up today and that is at Manchester. So Franklin will be playing at Manchester and then you've got this one happening this afternoon. There's some top 25 college football action going on right now. A look at the scoreboard shows number two Clemson on top of Florida State seven to nothing with 855 remaining in the first half. Wisconsin and Northwestern are knotted up at seven apiece. That's in the second quarter of play. And another game's going on later on today. It will be at 3.30, Cincinnati playing at SMU. Then you've got 12th-ranked Kentucky at Missouri. Ninth-ranked Florida goes to 7th-ranked Georgia. Kansas State will be at 8th-ranked Oklahoma. 18th-rated Iowa is on the road at 17th-ranked Penn State. South Florida, ranked 21st in the country this week, is at Houston. And then tonight, 23-ranked Utah will be at UCLA. Ole Miss is at 5th-ranked LSU. It's 15th-ranked Washington at Cal. 14th-ranked Washington State goes to Stanford. They're 24th in the country this week. Texas A&M is ranked 16th. They'll be at Mississippi State. 22nd-ranked North Carolina State will be at Syracuse. 3rd-ranked Notre Dame is at Navy. 6th-ranked Texas goes to Oklahoma State. 19th-ranked Oregon will be at Arizona. And out of the top 25, dropping to number 11 this week after losing to Purdue last Saturday night in an embarrassing fashion, Ohio State is off today. Last week in the Heartland Conference, Franklin defeated Earlham 64 to 20. It was Rose Holman over Anderson 44 to 6. Hanover beat Manchester 48 to 14 and of course the Lions blank defiance 20 to nothing. So, the Heartland Conference standings so far heading into this afternoon's ball game has Hanover and Franklin each at 5-0 and on top of the conference. Then in third place is Mount St. Joseph at 5-1. and Rose Holman comes in fourth at 3-2. and Manchester is at 3-3. and They're in the fifth spot. Anderson is 2-3. and They're at sixth. Bluffton at 1-4 and and seventh. Defiance at 0-5 is in the eighth position. And Earlham is 0-6. And they are in the ninth spot in the conference standings this week. As far as what is going on around the conference this afternoon, other than this one, we told you about Franklin is going to Manchester. That game will kick off at 1.30. Matter of fact, all the games today in the Heartland Conference will kick off at 1.30. Rose Holman is at Defiance, and Bluffton will be at Anderson. Earlham has got the day off today, and this is their bye week. As far as on top of the Division Three top 25 rankings for this week, Mount Union still on top of it. 25 people vote on this, and 20 of them voted for Mount Union to be number one. They're 7-0 and overall. Mary Harden-Baylor got the other five first-place votes. They are also 7-0 and in second place. Brockport is in third. St. John's and University of Wisconsin out of Whitewater. They're all unbeaten. 
They are in the top five. Now, at number nine this week, John Carroll moves up with a 6-1 and one record. Their only loss came to Mount Union. And number 10 is UW Oshkosh. Wittenberg comes in at number 11 this week. They're 7-0. and Then at 12 is North Central out of Illinois. Barry is 13th. Whitworth 14th. Illinois Wesleyan 15th. Trine out of Angola, Indiana. They're 7-0. and They're 16th. And Case Western Reserve comes in at 22nd this week with a record of 6-1. and We're about 17 minutes away from the kickoff of this afternoon's ball game. We're going to preview this one between Hanover and Mount St. Joseph and talk with head coach Tyler Hopperton when we come back right after this. Label me. You know you want to. Don't be shy. You do it behind my back. Say it to my face. You don't know me. You know what I am? I'm a pitcher. I'm a striker. I'm a point guard. I'm a linebacker. I'm a center. Shortstop. High jumper. Wrestler. Defender. Goalie. Student. Student athletes. That's who we are. Think of the NCAA as a marching band. We wouldn't stop with halftime. We'd be full-time. Celebrating student-athletes in everything they do. Okay, so don't think of us as a marching band. Think of us as a spirit squad. Well, just know we're always there for student-athletes. Dave Mitchell back at Wayne Perry Field where the Lions are getting set to take on Hanover this afternoon. These two teams are about as even as you can get. When you look at the numbers comparing these two teams, there are so many sub-stories that you could get into. It would take us an hour on the pregame show. But just looking at the team comparisons very briefly, in total points, there's only 17 points between these two ball clubs. Hanover has scored 298 points. Mount St. Joseph... 315. Yet, Hanover is outscoring Mount St. Joseph. They are averaging 42.6 points per game, while the Lions are averaging 39.4 points an outing. Defensively, Hanover's got the best team in the league on the defensive side of the ball. They are giving up just 15.9 points per game, while Mount St. Joseph is one of the tops, but they're still giving up a touchdown better than Hanover this year with 22.8 points per ball game. The quarterbacking position, boy, that, that is even a close one because the Lions have thrown the ball almost 50 more times than Hanover has. The Lions are 186 for 285. Meanwhile, Hanover is 157 out of 237 attempts. But the Lions, well, they've outgained them by about 50 yards as far as passing per game. The Lions are throwing it for 323.6 yards per game. Hanover, 270.6 yards per ball game. Rushing, Hanover's got them there, too, with Sean Cohen. He has been outstanding from the running back position for the Panthers this year. But when you get to third down conversions, it is almost identical. Hanover, 44 for 93 in third down conversions for 47%. The Lions, 46 for 98 for 47%. And fourth down conversions are almost the same. 
Hanover 8 of 15 for 53%. The Lions are 7 for 13 for 54%. Then you get to the red zone scoring, and the Lions have an advantage there, but not by much. Hanover 23 of 49, punching it in at 47% rate. They are 22 of 49 in red zone touchdowns this year. Meanwhile, the Lions in red zone scoring, 27 for 49, just four times more than what Hanover has done for a 55% ratio. And the touchdowns, 26 for 49 in that span. Penalties, well, the Lions have out-penalized Hanover by 15 throughout the year, but time of possession is almost identical, just a minute separating these two ball clubs. Like I said, you look at these two teams, and they are almost mirror images. The Lions on defense, they defend upon their defensive line. Meanwhile, for Hanover, they depend upon their linebackers. In the offensive backfield, the Lions depend upon Chayton Tomlin to get them going, and A.J. Glines at the wide receiver spot. Michael Williamson has really picked up the slack as far as the running game is concerned over the last four or five ball games. For Hanover, they have been depending upon their fourth game starter, actually, and A.J. Bright is coming into this one this afternoon, just starting his fourth game as the quarterback for Hanover. He has made his first three Starts over the past three weeks. He is a junior. He's completed over those last three games 53 of 72 passes for 735 yards and 10 scores in the ball game. But then you look at Cohen, and Cohen has just been outstanding throughout this entire season. He has got 23 career scores in 15 ball games, and for the season, Cohen is leading the Heartland Conference in all-purpose yardage with 170 yards a game. In rushing at 128.6 yards per game, he ranks 12th and 15th, respectively, in the NCAA Division III with those categories. He is a sophomore that has been gashing defenses for 6.5 yards per carry, which is among the top 30 in the country. So when you look at the backfields, You've got Tomlin and Williamson for the Lions, and then you've got Bright and Cohen in the backfield for Hanover this afternoon. And Hanover, boy, do they really... This is actually... They're in the same position that the Lions were in just a couple of weeks ago when they hosted Franklin. Franklin has come in with all the tradition, and the Lions, they were the new kids on the block trying to knock off Franklin for to get the advantage in the Heartland Conference. Well, that's exactly what Hanover is trying to do here this afternoon under their third-year head coach, Matt Theobald, who comes in with a career record of 13 wins against 14 defeats. He, They are 5-2, and 5-0 and oh in the Heartland Conference. Here at home, they are 2-1 and one on the season. Hanover in football, their first win came in 1886. That was an 11-2 victory over Butler. Their 500th win was a 54 to nothing victory over Earlham in 2016. The Panthers have scored 48 points now for two straight games, and over the last four games, Hanover has scored 55, 83, 48, and 48 points. Over that four-game span, they've outscored their opponents 234 to 46. That's a pace that the Lions had towards the end of last season on offense. Hanover lost their first two games of the year all out of the conference to center and then Thomas Moore, but now they reeled off five in a row 
over Bluffton, Anderson, Earlham, Defiance, and Manchester. They have Rose next week and Franklin the following week. They come in, as we told you, averaging 42.6 points per ball game offensively. Defensively, they're giving up just under 16 points a game with a, a differential of 26.7 points per ball game to the positive. Mount St. Joseph, though they are six and two heading into the game, three and one on the road, five and one in the Heartland Conference. Tyler Hopperton in his second year with 12 wins, six defeats. They're coming off their first shutout win since October 13, 2012, which was at Defiance, 21 to nothing. The Mount has won five in a row over the Panthers, but this is a different Panther team than over the past few years that Hopperton has seen them. And we talked to Tyler about that on our pregame interview coming up now. Hop, before this afternoon's ball game, the first place showdown with Hanover, this season for the second consecutive year you have had no bye weeks. Can you explain what the advantage is to having a bye week and if you like it or not, not having one until the end of the year? Well, to be honest with you, it's kind of I'm kind of the wrong person to ask. We uh, the last couple of years we've had the week eleven bye, and so you know the last probably four years that I've been coaching we've had that. Um, but other than that, the only other week that I've had a bye in my eleven years here is week two, which still to me really isn't a bye. You know, it's still pretty early, and next year uh, we'll actually have a week two bye. So there is a little bit of a break, and that will um, kind of separate us between our first non-league game and our league game um, against Rose next year. Um, it gives you a little bit of a break, but it's still pretty early where, mm-hmm. you know, you're still not too banged up. You're still – there's still some energy and that kind of stuff. So, honestly, I'm not real sure uh, because of what I've had, you know, in week two and week 11 buys. But, you know, this year having one in the middle w- would have been nice. You know, we hit the injury bug a little bit, and it definitely gives you a week to kind of regroup. And a lot of times, too, it kind of allows you – that break to self-scout, you know, so by having a week um, without an opponent, it allows you to really reflect on yourself for a week. And so especially these, you know, the teams that have these week six, seven, eight um, buys, you know, I think it's a great opportunity to look at, you know, the majority of your season in retrospect before kind of hitting it in the fourth gear. Is that really the benefit of the bye week is try to get over all the aches and pains and, like you said, self-scout? Yeah, and and from a coaching perspective, I think it's more of that. I think it's more of looking at where you are because a lot of times you don't have that much time. You look a little bit because you mm-hmm. have to, um, but you're always kind of what's next. You know, you're always looking at the next opponent, the next, you know, and all those kinds of things. So I think it definitely allows for that, and I think it allows the guys to do that too. Um, but yeah, it definitely gives you a week where you know if you have you know some of those starters that have some of those lingering things, it gives you a week where you're not pressed to kind of force them to practice because they got a game on Saturday, you know, where it's like, okay, hey, let's get a week and let's recover a little bit and regroup. Since the injury to Grayson Roberts, the offense has slowed down a little bit. Are teams scheming against you defensively differently without Grayson on the field? Yeah, I think a lot of it's just matchups. You know, there's just, um, you know, before when, you know, we had the the three wide receiver threats, you know, the big, deep experience threats nonetheless, um, you know, it's just harder to guard that, you know, because mm-hmm. usually I know, you know, speaking from my defensive perspective, you usually look at the one or two guys on an offense that you think you can shut down. Um, more than that is hard, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of times. And so I think that's more of it now that we just have, you know, less of those um, experienced threats. Hanover's got arguably the best defense in the league. Are they physical? Are they athletic? What What have you seen on tape about them? 
Yes. Um, but they are. I mean, they just they get after it. They, they definitely are athletic. Um, we're probably – our defense is probably more athletic than their defense, but they probably show a little bit more physicality uh, more consistently. Um, their guys are real disciplined. They fly around. They, you know, they make some plays. Um, I mean, their defense is, is fun to watch. Would you consider them the most improved team in the league now? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think a lot of people um, kind of knew that. I mean, in the off season, you've just seen where four years ago you weren't hearing Hanover at all on the recruiting trails, where now they're all over the place. And and that's where it begins. And they've done a good job, um, you know, kind of going back to where they had their success back in the day. Uh, back in the day in recruiting, a lot of that goes with Theobald being alumni of Hanover. That you know he's kind of tapping in with all of his former Hanover football buddies that are coaching all over Indiana and that kind of thing. But he's done a good job of really kind of encompassing what uh, Hanover football is all about. You know, they've played most of the weak teams in the league, so really this is their first, uh, what do I want to say, foray of going into a championship-type atmosphere. Yeah, and, the, and they're charged up, you know. I mean, heck, they've won five conference games in a row. And regardless of what teams they've played and not played, you know, I mean, it's, um, you know, week nine and you got – and you're in first place. Yeah. I mean, regardless of what that looks like before, and I think everybody would be, you know, would like to be dealt that hand. Um, so, I mean, yeah, but, but I agree with you. I think this is kind of their first, you know, hopefully gut check, you know, in a sense, but I think it's going to be a heck of a football game, especially a game where three years ago was almost irrelevant. Sloan has been their leading rusher, close to being their leading receiver. How much of a load is he out of the backfield? Yeah, he's good. I, I like him a lot. I mean, he's he's very balanced because um, he's he'll go all over the place. You know, he's one of those guys that um, I'm sure it probably drives um, their offensive coordinator a little crazy because you know it's run left, he's going right, but it it drives him crazy because it also works. You know, mm-hmm. so sometimes uh, I mean, as long as they're gaining yards, I'm sure they're okay with it. But um, but he's exciting to watch because he's a good mix of speed and power. Just how good are they? How improved are they? It's night and day to me. I mean, because even last year it was like, hey, they've gotten better. they got some guys. You know, they're, they can get you kind of thing. Where this year they're a good football team. You know, that um, just, you know, every position now kind of has that new and improved guy, not just some. Um, and then obviously you have, you know, played some good teams tight and won five games that they're supposed to win um, how they're supposed to win them. Um, and so, I mean, they're definitely the most improved, but, not just because they were bad that now they're, you know, they're a good football team. A couple of weeks ago, you had Franklin here. You were battling for first place in the conference. Basically, that switched around to where Hanover is now you for today's game. What can you use from your experience in that Franklin game that you can use against Hanover in today's game? Yeah, I think a lot of it is our guys after the Franklin game understand that it's just football. You know, regardless of what the circumstances are, and we talked about it a little bit last week, that, you know, if your job's to walk across a two-by-four and it's on the ground, it's a lot easier. The higher you raise that two-by-four, the more pressure that's involved, right? But nothing changes. It's still walking across that two-by-four. And so I think our guys have a better idea of that now, that realizing that regardless of what the outside circumstances are, regardless of what who's ranked, who's not ranked, what their record is, what ours is, who's healthy, who's not all those kinds of things the, the job remains the same the task remains the same um, and I think our guys because of that tough lesson two weeks ago have a better understanding of that and they don't have that yet uh, not yet <laughs> we'll find out today good luck coach thank you
head coach Tyler Hopperton before this afternoon's ball game. Hanover won the opening coin toss, and they have deferred. So the Lions will get the opening kickoff here this afternoon. We're a couple of minutes away. I'm Dave Mitchell. The game between Hanover and Mount St. Joseph is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Hi, this is Morgan Freeman. Has anyone ever said you are the picture of health? You look healthy, you feel fine, but that may not be the full picture. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cancer killer of men and women over 50. Since it doesn't always cause symptoms, you may not know you have it. The only way to know is by getting screened. Screening can find precancerous polyps so they can be removed before they turn into cancer. This is one cancer you can prevent. Plus, screening can find colorectal cancer at an early stage when the chance for a full recovery is very high. Talk with your doctor and get tested for colorectal cancer. Medicare and many insurance plans help pay for screening. Get screened. Make sure you are the picture of health. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Well, the Lions are adorned in their road white uniforms with dark blue numerals, gold trim, and the white helmets. And for Hanover, they are in their dark blue uniforms with white and red trim and the white helmets here tonight with the white numerals. Teeing it up and getting set to kick it off for Hanover is their kicker, Austin Stoyer. I'll check it. It's going to be Mark Sally Tabor. Sally Tabor is going to kick this one off here this afternoon to get this one underway. Lions will be going from left to right across your computer screen. Glad to have you along this afternoon. It's Lines and Speakman back set at their goal line to take this one in. And the ball is approached. The kick is high. It's short. It's going to be taken in by Speakman at the 15 to the 20. Cuts into the middle to the 25 and out to the 30. He'll be brought down by a gangload of Panther tacklers at the 31-yard line. That's where the Lions start with Jayton Tomlin. The quarterback here this afternoon completing 65% of his passes. He has got 29 touchdown passes on the year against seven interceptions here today. Lining up in the backfield is Michael Williamson right next to him with 460 yards rushing over the past four ball games. Now Derek Williamson is going to start a quarterback. Derek Williamson is the quarterback for the Panthers. He throws it out into the flat and it is complete to Paul Miner out at the 36-yard line. So Williamson gets the start. And let's see. If we have, Tomlin was warming up, but I don't see him down on the bench as of right yet. So surprise starter Derek Williamson, his first completion of the afternoon is for six yards. Hand off to Michael Williamson. He takes it across the 40, spins forward for a first down to the 43-yard line. So it is a first down for the Lions. Derek Williamson, the starter here this afternoon for Mount St. Joseph. He is the sophomore, 5'10", 230 pounds out of Central Crossing High School. He has played sparingly this year, but when he has played, he's done well. Receivers out wide on both sides. Derek Williamson will take the hand, the snap. He'll now run it up the middle. He's going to be hit behind the line and be struggling forward. And the officials finally blow it dead. His forward progress ended up with a loss of two on the play. He'll be dropped back at the 41-yard line, still in Lions territory. There's Chayton Tomlin across the way on the sideline, and he is just standing there. It doesn't look like he's injured, so it may be... 
Something to do with the coach's decision here this afternoon. Two men in the backfield, and Derek Williamson hands it off to Mike Williamson off left tackle, takes it across the 45, out to the 48-yard line where they'll spot him. And a gain of about eight on the carry for Williamson, and it will make a third down five situation now against the best defense in the Heartland Conference, the Hanover Panthers. We have just begun 13 minutes to go in this first quarter. Third down for the Lions. Derek Williamson looking things over. He's got receivers out wide on both sides. Glines, who's their third down receiver, is slot right. Ball in the far hash mark. Williamson drops back. Looks over to the left side. He's got Glines complete. He's got the first down at the 45 to the 40 to the 35. And it'll be pushed out of bounds at about the 29-yard line. Nice pass from Derek Williamson to A.J. Glines, and the Lions have got it in Panther territory at the 29-yard line. First and 10. Derek Williamson getting his first start as a college quarterback. He's got trips out to the far side. Chase Pankey is the single receiver out to the near side. And the fake handoff, and Williamson is going to keep it himself. Derek, that was a mix-up on the play. Michael Williamson went to the left, and Derek Williamson expected him to come back to the right. So Williamson, Derek, ended up just diving into the line and picking up a yard to the 28-yard line. So the first mix-up of the afternoon, but it still gains the Lions a yard gain. Michael Williamson lines up to the right of Derek Williamson out of the pistol. Panky, single receiver out to the right, trips to the left. Williamson takes the snap, drops back, looks to the left. He's got Panky. It's complete to the 18-yard line, to the 15, cuts to the sideline. He's going to be brought down at the 11. Lions right now methodically moving the football down the field, and you kind of wonder if this changing quarterback by the Lions has got Hanover after they probably went through the entire week game planning for Chayton Tomlin, whether or not Derek Williamson and the change in the game plan is affecting them somewhat, at least on this first drive. Derek Williamson takes the snap. He's going to keep it up the middle himself. Now cuts it to the right side. He's going to be brought down at the 15-yard line. That'll be a loss of four. That play just got blown up right at the very beginning. So Derek Williamson loses four, makes it second down and 14 now from the 15-yard line of the Panthers. Franklin. Playing this afternoon at Manchester. They are tied right now for the top spot in the Heartland with this Panther team. Second down, 14 yards to go. Derek Williamson, he's going to throw it over the middle. Complete to Paul Miner, down to the five. They'll mark him down at the six. So the reception by Paul Miner brings up third down and five yards to go. For the Lions, down to the six-yard line of the Panthers. Derek Williamson has just deftly managed this drive all the way down the field. And with 10.29 to go in the first quarter, Lions have the first opportunity here on third down in the red zone. Ball at the six-yard line. Derek will take the snap. Looks to his left, and the ball is going to be batted down. Nice play by the interior of that defense for Hanover. And coming in to attempt a field goal now will be Jerry Porter. Getting in to bat the ball down was Ben Panitz out of Florida. 
So the Lions will bring in Jerry Porter to kick a field goal here, or at least attempt a field goal. He is going to attempt. The ball is going to be spotted at the 13-yard line, so he'll attempt a 23-yard attempt. Low snap. Kick is up by Porter, but they got it down, and the kick is good. Boy, nice job by Porter to adjust his kick, and he got it in from 23 yards out. 10.09 to go in this first quarter. Lions draw first blood. It's Mount St. Joseph. Three, Hanover, nothing. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sundays, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sundays for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sundays. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. Well, Derek Williamson, the surprise starter here this afternoon, moves the team down the field, picks up a 23-yarder by Jerry Porter, and the Lions lead it 3 to nothing here this afternoon. Dropping back, set to return. This kickoff from Jerry Porter will be Zuby Brown. He's leading the league in kickoff returns at 39.3 on a return, and Porter's going to kick it high and deep, and it will be taken in by Zuby at the 10 to the 20. Jacob, that's Pika. Pika is going to take it out across the 30. Flags down all Let's over the place. And Pika takes it out across the 30-yard line, out near the 37-yard line for the return. But the flags are down, and let's see what the call is going to be. Gives us an opportunity to tell you who the officials are this afternoon, right after this call. It's going to be holding. Obviously, the mic is not working for the official. Holding against Hanover, and that will knock them back to the 25-yard line. Your officials, Jim Lytle is the referee. Brian Fedgie is the umpire. Headlinesman, Tom Fox. Line judge, Todd Skaggs. Ron Chaney is the side judge. Lance Farrell, the field judge. And Jason Ferguson is your back judge. First possession by Hanover, and the handoff goes to Cohen right into the heart of that Lions defense from the 25, and they stack him up and bring him down at the 22-yard line for a two-yard gain, second and eight. We talked about what would be the keys in this afternoon's ball game, and that's one of them. That would be the fact that the Lions' defense, defensive line against the linebackers of Hanover, and that pass from Bright, Trying to get the ball up the field to Jared Frank is incomplete. So it'll be third down, eight yards to go now for the Panthers. Ball resting right at the 28-yard line of Hanover. Bright looked like he wanted to take a quick snap, but Bright looked like he wanted to take a quick snap. Dave Mitchell back here at Hanover, and there was a penalty called against Hanover on the fair catch. So instead of having it at the 26, it will be taken out to the 42-yard line. So that's where the Lions will start this possession in their own territory. Again, Derek Williamson 
is a quarterback. He takes the snap, handoff to Michael Williamson right up the middle. Now cuts it to the left-hand side. Got some green to the 45 to midfield, and he's going to be pushed out of bounds in Hanover territory near the 49-yard line. Nine yards on the carry for Michael Williamson on a nice Went right into the middle of the line, saw nothing was there, and then cut it to the outside where he got some green and nine yards on the carry. Brings up second down and a yard to go, and Offensive coordinator Caleb Carell can open up the playbook on this second and one. Trips out to the near side. Handoff going to Williamson. Now Williamson, Derek Williamson's going to keep it on the run pass option, and he's going to be hit right at the line of scrimmage for virtually no gain. And it will be third down and about half the length of a yard to get the first down. The Lions need to get just inside the 48-yard line of Hanover. Ball resting just inside the 49. Third down. Yard to go for the Lions. Trips out to the near side. Paul Miner, third man in that trip. He's lined up at a wing. Chase Pankey out wide left. Michael Williamson to the left. And Derek Williamson's going to keep it himself. He just puts his head down and runs forward. He's got the first down to the 46-yard line of Hanover. Boy, when he gets that 230-pound frame going with a head start, it's hard to stop him, and he picked up two and a first down. Lions drive continues. First and 10 from the 46 of Hanover. 5.20 and running. Left to go in this first quarter. Lions lead it 6 to nothing on two field goals by Jerry Porter. Receivers out wide on both sides. Derek Williamson takes the snap. Hand off to Michael Williamson around the right side. He's going to cut it inside the 45 to the 44-yard line. That's a gain of two. Brings up second down, eight yards to go. Overcast and gloomy day here in Hanover. This is typical Halloween weather. Temperature around 45 degrees this afternoon. Wind really in the stadium non-existent. Flag is blowing, but that's around the trees at the end of the stadium. Receivers out wide on both sides for the Lions. Heading out wide left is Chase Samples. He's into the ball game for the first time. Snap back to Derek Williamson. Throws it over the middle. Complete the glines at the 33-yard line. Another first down. Derek Williamson doing a great job. And that's 12 yards on the reception. Derek Williamson now 5 of 7 passing for 68 yards in the ballgame. 4.15 and running. Left to go. In this first quarter, Devin Bradley into the ballgame now for Chase Pankey. He's out wide to the left-hand side. Derek Williamson on 1st and 10 from the 33 of Hanover. Puts Glines in motion to the far side. And he'll take the snap. Hand off to Michael Williamson right up the middle to the 30-yard line for a gain of about two. And it brings up second down eight. Lions are keeping this Hanover defense just a little bit off kilter. Hanover having a tough time trying to figure out what the Lions are doing offensively. and Lions are taking advantage of it at least early in this first quarter. Trips out to the far side. Devin Bradley is out to the far side along with Nick Frederick. 
who's into the ball game for one of the few times. Dropping back as Derek Williamson throws the ball out to the left side. Complete the glides at the 20, and he is leveled right at the 20-yard line, but that's going to be enough for a first down on a 12-yard reception. And Glines, who took a shoulder pad right in the solar plexus, gets up and walks off the field. But he's up and walking off under his own power. But the Lions have a first down again, this time at the 20-yard line of Hanover. Derek Williamson is just doing an exemplary job coming in as the backup quarterback, having virtually no time at all to play this season. And he's come in in the biggest game of the year right now for the Lions against the first-place Panthers and moved the ball right down the field. He takes the snap. He's going to run it around the left end, and he's going to be dropped at about the 22. Loss of two on the play, and Williamson's helmet came off, so he's going to have to come out of the ball game, and that means Chayton Tomlin is going to come in. I've said this before. I'll say it again. These kids spend thousands of dollars a year to get an education. You would think the NCAA would realize it doesn't take them a play to put their helmet back on. But Derek Williamson leaves after a two-yard loss, second and 12. Chayton Tomlin making his first appearance into the ballgame. Michael Williamson to the left of him. Tomlin looking things over. Now he's audibleizing out to the right-hand side with Chase Samples. He'll drop back, looks down the middle. Now cuts it out to the right-hand side. He's going to throw the ball up the sideline to Samples, and it's incomplete. Ball kind of hung up in the air. Samples was double-teamed on that left sideline. And the ball fell incomplete. Brings up third down, 12 yards to go. Williamson on the sideline has got his helmet back on, but they'll stick with Chayton Tomlin. Tomlin will stay in the ball game at quarterback on this third and 12. He sends trips out to the near side. Chase Pankey wide to the left. Michael Williamson to the left of Tomlin. Ball on the far hash mark. 2.03 to go in this first quarter. Lions lead at 6-0. Tomlin, as always, taking his time behind center. Play clock down to zero, and he took too much time. That time he forgot to look at the time, and the delay of game penalty will mark the Lions back five yards and make it third down and 17 yards to go. Back to the 27-yard line of Hanover. So the Lions pick up the penalty. And Tomlin on third and 17. Sends three receivers out wide to the near side. Panky wide left. Same formation. Williamson to the left of Tomlin. Drops back. Pump fake to the left. Steps up in the pocket. Throws it deep into the end zone and it's intercepted. Hanover comes away with the interception. And that is... Their DB from who had the altercation before the game, Cornell Dash. Dash picks up the interception. Timeout on the field. A minute of 54 to go in the first quarter. Hanover turns the Lions away. It's still Mount St. Joe's six. And the Panthers, nothing. Fifteen grand. Yes, $15,000. It's Rocktoberfest at Jake Sweeney Ram Tri-County. During Ram Power Days, you'll save up to fifteen grand on new Ram trucks. Only at Jake Sweeney Ram Tri-County. Now, Chayton Tomlin throws his eighth interception of the year. 
And it gives Hanover the football back at their own 20. They hand it off to Cohen. Cohen right up the middle. He's going to be stacked up at the 21 no, for just a yard gain on the play. That defensive line for the Lions, they know they're going to have to be stout here this afternoon and leave it up to Julius Fisher and Sean Sullivan in the backfield to pick things up for them. Terry Callaway also getting a start today. At a linebacker position, hand off to Cohen off right side, and he'll take it out to the 24-yard line. So a gain of a couple on the play for Cohen brings up third down and six from the 24. Hanover trying to get their running game established. They split their receivers out wide on both sides, ball right in the center of the field. Lions switching up their defensive front now with the linebackers in a 4-4. Dropping back is Bright. Bright going to dump it off over the middle. It's intercepted! Intercepted by Sean Sullivan. He's going to take it to the 15, to the 10, to the 5, and he's going to be brought down at the 3. Doherty just could not bring the pass in, and it popped right into the hands of Sean Sullivan. Takes it down to the three-yard line. So Sullivan has come up with a fumble recovery and an interception here today, and the Lions have it first and goal from the Hanover three-yard line. We're under a minute, 49.4 left to go in this first quarter. And Tomlin will come back in at quarterback. Boy, the Lions right now... Everything is coming up roses for them. Earls is out to the right-hand side. Panky and Glines to the left-hand side. Tight end left is Paul Miner. Out of the pistol with Williamson directly behind Tomlin. Williamson's going to get the handoff, and he's going to be hit on the blitz and dropped at the sixth. It's a two-yard loss on the play, and it brings up second and goal. I'm making about a three-yard loss back to the six for Williamson. Lions have gotten the benefits of two turnovers today. Hanover one. Williamson to the left of Tomlin. Receivers out wide on both sides for the Lions. Tight end left is Paul Miner. He's on the line. And the fake handoff to Williamson. Throw over the middle to Miner. Miner's got a touchdown! Went right up over the top of Brody Dell and brought it down. And Paul Miner with his fourth touchdown catch of the year. And the Lions now have extended their lead with 11.3 seconds to go in the first quarter. 12 to nothing. And the Lions have a man down from the offensive line. And let's see if we can tell who that is. It looks like Brad Murphy. Murphy down, he's sitting up, but they appear to be looking at his left leg, and while they're doing that, we will take a brief break here. 11.3 left to go in the first quarter. Lions on the six-yard touchdown pass to Paul Miner now have extended their lead to 12 nothing. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. On Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAPS Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. 
Back at Hanover, up 12-0. The Lions, with Brad Murphy getting off the field under his own power, have decided to go for two here. So Tomlin has got Williamson to the right-hand side of him. Diamond formation out to the left for the Lions. Now moving out of motion, out of the backfield is Williamson. Dropping back is Tomlin on the blitz, and he's going to be sacked. Hanover came on the blitz. And coming in to bring him down is Dakota Mannion. Mannion with the sack, and the Lions are turned away, but they still lead it with 11.3 to go in this first quarter. 12 to nothing. Boy, Mannion just came like he was shot out of a cannon from that left-hand side, and nobody on the offensive line picked him up. Tomlin tried to roll against him, but he got a hand on him and brought him right down. Pika, back set to return this kickoff with Zuby Brown. Brown is the man that leads the conference in kickoff return yardage, just under 40 out of Indianapolis, Indiana. He's a sophomore. Jerry Porter's going to kick it off. Like we said, virtually no wind here at Wayne Perry Field. And Porter will run up on the football and kick it off, and it is a deep sidewinder kick that's going to go into the end zone and out the back end of the end zone for a touchback. Boy, when Porter is booming it, he is booming it. And over the last couple of weeks, he has been in a groove on those kickoffs. So Hanover down 12 nothing, comes back out onto the field with, again, 11.3 seconds to go in this first quarter of action. Sam Jackson, a freshman out of Indianapolis, Indiana, has split out wide left, trips to the far side for Hanover. Cohen to the right of Bright, and Bright's going to flip it out to Cohen in the right flank, and he's going to be hit right at the 24 for a one-yard loss. Logan Bright and Spencer Kandra in on the stop, and that'll do it for the end of the first quarter of action. It's been a good one for the Lions. A couple of field goals by Jerry Porter and a touchdown pass to Paul Miner, and the Lions lead it at the end of one. Your score, Mount St. Joseph 12, Hanover nothing. A ways back, Buddy LaRosa had a problem. He couldn't find tomatoes sweet enough for his family recipe pizza sauce. No tomatoes, no sauce. No sauce? Are you kidding? So, Buddy trekked to California and tasted tomatoes until he struck red gold. Bingo! Dad really went the extra mile to save our sauce. Try 3,000. A lot's changed, but going to great lengths for our 40 menu items? That never will. Good is never good enough. That's what makes us LaRosa's. Order La Rosa's Pizza now at 347-1111. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Well, while you're away, Hanover tried to flip a pass out to the left sideline to... Jackson Doherty, and they threw it over his head incomplete, brings up third down. Ten yards to go. We've flipped ends. Some movement on the line. No flags. Dropping back is Bright. Bright under a heavy rush by Kandra. Gets away, throws it up the left side, and it is incomplete. 
Nice play by Tavon Robertson to come over the top of Jared Frank to knock the pass away. Fourth down, 10 yards to go. And Hanover will be forced to punt the football away. Coming in for the second time to punt it away is Braden Oberhausen. He'll kick it away and back set to return, of course, is Troy Speakman. Speakman back at about his own 35-yard line. Good snap. Oberhausen gets it away. It's going to be a short kick that Speakman's going to let hit at the 40. Take a bounce for Hanover. Great bounce. And it'll be downed at the 20-yard line. That's going to be a 65-yard punt. By Hanover's Brian Oberhausen. Great punt. Down down at the 19-yard line. So make it a 66-yard punt. And the Lions will take it over first and 10 at their own 19-yard line. Derek Williamson started the football game, but did a great job. Six of eight, 60, 77 yards passing, excuse me. Led the Lions on basically two scoring drives and then had to leave on the third one. And Chayton Tomlin finished it off. Tomlin in the backfield with Michael Williamson. He Williamson gets the handoff around the left side, and he's going to be stacked up back at the 17 and dropped for a two-yard loss. Williamson has got eight carries today, 23 yards. Came into the ball game with 460 yards rushing. Now Nick Murphy into the ball game, along with A.J. Glines out to the right. Coming out to the left is Chase Pankey. Michael Williamson to the left of Chayton Tomlin in the backfield. Play clock down to 10. Tomlin doesn't care about that. He drops straight back. Looks up the field. He's going to throw it over the middle. Complete to Panky at the 28-yard line. Went to his knees to catch that one. So a gain of 10 on the reception, but the Lions are still shy on the first down. By a yard, it'll bring up third down and a yard at the 28. Lions have been successful on third down. Here today, and let's see if they can keep it up. This one just a yard that they need on third down. Tomlin with Williamson to the left of him, and now Hanover wants to use. Now check it, it's going to be Mount St. Joseph using the timeout. Lions take a T.O., 13-13 to go in this first half. Your score is now the Lions 12, Hanover nothing. Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen. Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures, and OSHA-compliant training. Having challenges on the job site, Ascent provides job site inspections, along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation. Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. Back at Wayne Perry Field, I'm Dave Mitchell on Ultimate Sports Talk. Lions with a third down and a yard to go use their first time out of this first half. And they come out with trips out to the far side. Earls. Murphy and Glines. Coming out wide left to the near side is Panky. Williamson to the left of Chayton Tomlin. On third down and a yard to go from their own 28-yard line. Need to get to the 29. Tomlin 
Now adjusting the play at the line of scrimmage. Looks out to his trips. He'll take the snap. He's going to take it on the option to the left-hand side. Pitches it out to Williamson. Williamson has got the first down to the 30-yard line on a gain of two. So they went to the short side and picked up the first down. So the drive will continue at the 30-yard line in Mount St. Joseph territory. Clock now at 13 minutes to go in the first half. We're going to hear what Joel Klatt thinks about the college football playoffs. And if Michigan, this will make SID from Mount St. Joseph, Blake Watson, very happy. If they are a realistic contender for the Final Four. Tomlin drops back. Now he's going to tuck it under outside the pocket. Goes across the 30, out to the 35-yard line. Gain of five for Chayton, and it brings up second down, five yards to go. That's the one advantage that Tomlin, besides experience, has over Derek Williamson. He is more fleet of foot, even though Derek Williamson is the bigger and stronger quarterback. Second down, five yards to go for the Lions. Williamson, Michael, to the right of Tomlin. Receivers out wide, trips to the near side, ball on the far hash mark. Now Williamson adjusts his location. Tomlin takes the snap, drops back, good pocket, steps up in the pocket, then he's going to be hit and dropped. Sack on the play by Hanover, Zach Dower. Dower picks up the sack. That's the second one of the afternoon for Hanover. And it's a six-yard loss back to the 29-yard line. So the Lions now have third down and 11 yards to go. With 11.40 to go in this first half. Lions still lead it 12 to nothing. Tomlin out of the no huddle. Takes the snap. Drops back on third and 11. Throws the bubble screen to Glines. Nice catch near his ankles. He'll struggle forward to the 30. Looked like he might have been face masked, but no call. Just a gain of a yard on the reception. And that will mean that the Lions will have to punt the football away. So the Lions will punt it away. Jerry Porter will come in to kick it. And Jackson Doherty, the junior out of Greenwood, Indiana, will drop back to return this punt. At about his own 25-yard line. Porter, need one of those boomers here out of him for the Lions. And it's a good snap. Porter gets the punt away. It's a low spiral kick that will take a Mount St. Joseph bounce inside the 30. Now move sideways and be downed at the 28-yard line. 42-yard punt for Jerry Porter. No return. And Hanover will have the ball first and 10 at their own 28. When we come back, 10.40 to go in the first half. Lions lead it 12-0. Need dinner quick for you and the kids? Hit Facebook right now and order from FNN Good Chicken Tenders on 5102 Crookshank Road. Feed the kids, the family, order a combo for yourself, eat garden style, or feed the peeps. Let the guys at FNN Good Chicken Tenders cater your next get-together and everyone will thank you. Hand-breaded chicken tenders, homemade sauces, and coleslaw to die for. It's all at FNN Good Chicken Tenders, located at 5102 Crookshank Road. Order now at 451-3000. FNN Good Chicken Tenders, real chicken, real fast, real good. Well, Hanover wastes no time getting in and off the field. They ran their first play already to Sean Cohen, taking it across the 30 to the 31 for a two-yard gain on the run off the left side. Brings up second down, eight yards to go. Now Cohen moves to the left of Bright, trips out to the far side on second down, eight from the 31. Bright is going to throw the ball on the fade up the right-hand side, and it is incomplete. Good good defense there by Tyler Hanna. 
against the intended receiver, Jared Frank. And Hannah and Frank jawing a little bit, coming back to the huddle. And Hannah and Frank are going to be face-to-face again on this play. Third down, call it eight yards to go for a Hanover first down. Bright drops straight back, looks over the middle, now looks to the left, flings it out to the left sideline, and it is incomplete. Good play on the left-hand side by the Lions' DBs. Jermaine Drake getting into the ball game and knocking the pass away from his corner position. Fourth down, eight yards to go, and Hanover will be forced to punt it away again. 9.54 to go in this first half. And Braden Oberhausen, the freshman from Kentucky, will punt the football away, and Troy Speakman back at his own 32. Set to return it. Good snap. Oberhausen is going to get it away, and it is a low spiral. Speakman's going to call for a fair catch right at the 35-yard line. 33-yard punt, no return. Lions have the football at their own 35, with 9.47 remaining to go in this first half of action. We told you Joel Klatt will be bringing you, is Michigan a contender or pretender for the Final Four? And what about UCF? He'll also preview, Colin Cowherd will, the Arizona State-USC game tonight out of the Pac-12. All that coming up at halftime here from Hanover. Tomlin, lines going from right to left, handoff to Michael Williamson off the right tackle, and he's going to take it across the 35 out to the 37-yard line for a gain of two on the play. See if we can't pick up some scores here from around the... Heartland Conference so far. Franklin, of course, playing at Manchester. All the games today got underway at 1.30. Oh, and by the way, as a public service announcement, don't forget to turn your clocks back tonight. Rose Hallman blanking defiance 21-0 in the second quarter. And Franklin over Manchester in the second quarter. 12-49 left to go in that one. 21-7. Tomlin throws it over the right-hand side, complete on the play, down to the 43-yard line. Picking up the pass, that's Dayton Hunt. Dayton Hunt, the freshman out of Jones County, Macon, Georgia, was fighting with one of the DBs from Hanover for the completion, and he took it away from him, but there is an illegal procedure penalty called against the Lions. They weren't set. So the pass goes for naught. And the penalty will take it back to the 32-yard line and bring up second down and 13 yards to go. No score out of Bluffton and Anderson as of yet. Murphy is going to come out slot left. Ball on the far hash mark. Lions have three receivers out to the left-hand side with Panky, Murphy, and Glines. Bradley is out wide to the right-hand side. Williamson to the right of Tomlin. Tomlin takes the snap on the draw. Hands it off to Williamson right up the middle. He's got it to the 35, out to about the 36-yard line where they'll spot him. That'll be a gain of six on the play for Michael Williamson, and it brings up third down eight yards to go. Out of the top 25, Clemson leading Florida State 28-0. Northwestern over Wisconsin 14-10. Those are your scores here this afternoon out of the early games. 
in the top 25. Third down, eight yards to go for the Lions from the 37-yard line in their own territory. Williamson shifts from the right to the left of Tomlin. Receiver split out on both sides for Mount St. Joseph. Dropping back is Tomlin. Tomlin, heavy rush, now rolls out to the right. Looking downfield, he's going to throw the ball deep. He's got a receiver, and it is complete at the 28-yard line. Spinning and getting down to the 25 is Dayton Hunt. Hunt came back for the football, and Tomlin hit him as he was going towards that far sideline, and the Lions have it in Hanover territory at the 25-yard line. Big play between Tomlin and Hunt, and that's the first time those two have hooked up this season. 7.35 left to go in this first half of action. Still 12 nothing. Lions on top of it, but it's first and 10 in Hanover territory at the 25. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin looking up the right side. He's going to go back Hunt's way, and it is... Caught or incomplete? Incomplete. Boy, that would have been a fantastic catch by Hunt on the right side, but he couldn't bring it in one-handed. So the incompletion brings up second down and 10 yards to go. It was a nice pass by Tomlin, but Hunt was well defended in that end zone. Tomlin looking over at offensive coordinator Caleb Carrill, who's going through the hand gyrations to get the play in. Tomlin gets it, moves Williamson to the left of him. Receivers out wide on both sides on second and ten from the 25 of Hanover. Tomlin drops back, looks to the right. Now he's going to be dropped at the 31. Another sack by Hanover. And that sack by Zach Dower. Zach Dower from Cincinnati, and he's making the Lions pay. Loss of six brings up third down and 16 for the Lions. Paul Miner back into the ballgame. Cooper Earls and Miner out on the right side. Now Miner's going to line up tight end right. Glide slot left. Panky wide left. Williamson to the right of Tomlin on third and 16 from the 31 of Hanover. Tomlin. Drops back after the snap. Looks downfield. Rolls out to the right. He's going to be hit as he's thrown and throws it incomplete out of bounds. There was nobody around there, but he did get it back to the line. So it'll be fourth down, and what will Tyler Hopperton decide to do? Will it be a punt or a field goal attempt? Field goal attempt from here would be about a 48-yarder. And it will be a field goal attempt. Now, Porter was booing them in the pregame. He hit one from 55. This one is going to be from 48. And there's virtually no win from right to left. A ball on the far hash mark. Good snap. Porter gets his foot into it. Low line drive kick. And it is no good wide left. 6.22 to go in the first half. The Lions lead it 12 nothing. Sports are a great way for people to stay healthy, but there are risks to pushing the limits of speed, strength, and endurance. A concussion is a serious brain injury that can happen to any athlete in any sport at any time. Learn concussion symptoms and warning signs. Don't hide it. Report it. Take time to recover. By knowing the facts about concussions, you can help athletes of all ages stay healthy. To find out more, go to cdc.gov concussion. 
A.J. Bright, 2 of 9 in the passing department today for just 13 yards and an interception. Brings the Panthers out to the line of scrimmage. First and 10 from their own 31. Handoff goes to Cohen. Cohen cut to the right, now back to the left. Takes it out to the 34-yard line for a gain of 2. Brings up second down and eight yards to go. Lions defensively have kept the Panthers' offense contained, I guess is the best word for it. Cohen has had no open lanes to run with, and Bright has not had any open lanes to throw to so far. Second down eight, Bright is going to throw the ball over the middle, complete to Doherty. Doherty at the 42 makes a diving catch. And that'll be an eight-yard gain and a first down for Hanover. That wakes up this crowd here in Indiana. First and ten. Hurry up offense. Hand off to Cohen. Cohen's going to be stacked up at the 44 for a gain of two. Second down, eight yards to go. Cohen cut it to the left and back to the right. Trips out to the far side now for Hanover. You got Sam Jackson on that triangle now, and pitch out is going to come around the left-hand side to Doherty. Doherty at the 45, puts his head down and bowls forward to the 49-yard line. That's a five-yard completion, but it's still going to bring up third down and three yards to go for a Hanover first as the ball is spotted at their own 49-yard line. 5-10 remaining in this first half of action. Clouds sort of dissipating now here in Hanover, and the sun coming up to the left of us, getting out of the clouds. Third down three, Bright went for a hard count, tried to get the Lions to move, couldn't do it, and then looked to the sideline for the play. Moves Cohen to his left, now drops back. Bright's going to throw it over the middle, complete. He's got it to the 45 of Mount St. Joseph, eight yards on the reception, and a first down to Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson with the catch, and another first down for the Panthers, and they're going hurry up. Trips out to the far side. Jared Frank to the near side. Hand off to Cohen right up the middle. Cohen's going to be hit and brought down at the 41-yard line of Mount St. Joseph after a gain of three this time. Right now, 5 of 12 in the passing department. Cohen, 8 carries, 23 yards in the ballgame. Trips coming out to the near side. Got Pika along with Frank and Blystein, and the throw is going to be batted down right at the line of scrimmage. Boy, nice job by the Lions. Their defensive line got in there. Spencer Kandra. Kandra batted that pass right back down from Blight. And it brings up third down and six yards to go from the Mount St. Joseph 41. Bright looks over to the sideline for the play call. Puts Cohen to the right of him. Ball in the far hash mark. Again, that triangle formation. Out to the right. Dropping back is Bright. Bright looks over the middle, and it is going to be intercepted and then dropped. Boy, it was almost intercepted in the backfield by Peyton Williams, but as he hit the turf, the ball popped loose. So it's fourth down for Hanover, and Overhauser will come in to punt the football away. Overhausen has done a nice job, and Troy Speakman has not had any balls to return here this afternoon. He drops back to his own 10-yard line. 
Oberhausen gets a good snap, no rush, high short kick. Speakman is going to take it in at his 10-yard line on the fair catch. 3.48 to go in the first half. It's still the Lions 12, Hanover nothing. 169. Yes, 169. It's Rocktoberfest at Jake Sweeney Jeep, Tri-County. During Jeep Adventure Days, lease the all-new Cherokee Latitude for only 169 a month. Only at Jake Sweeney Jeep, Tri-County. Well, I told you that there was a good crowd here this afternoon in Hanover, and the Lions crowd traveled well across the way from us. But hopefully there's still a lot of people out there listening to us today. Tomlin leads the team out to the line of scrimmage, first and ten from the 11, in their own territory. Tomlin with Michael Williamson to his right. Gets the snap hand off to Williamson around the left-hand side, picks up a block out to the 15, puts his head down, and struggles forward out to the 17-yard line. It's a gain of eight for Williamson. Boy, when he gets ahead of steam going, he is tough to bring down. Now another offensive lineman for the Lions is down and needs help getting up. And now the official is going to have to blow the play dead and bring out the trainers to take a look at this lineman. Can't see who it is. He's laying flat on his back at about the 17-yard line. At halftime, Joel Klatt from Fox Sports is our guest. He's going to talk about whether or not Michigan is a contender for the Final Four out of the Big Ten, and if UCF, after losing their head football coach, Scott Frost, to Nebraska, and having the longest winning streak in top 25 college football to date, is a contender for the Final Four. I think you'll be surprised on both sides. Getting up is Joshua Roberts, or excuse me, getting up and walking off is Isaiah Trimble. So Trimble gets up, walks off under his own power from his offensive line position. And it brings up second down, three yards to go for the Lions. Lions have two timeouts remaining. With 3.27 left to go in this first half. Tomlin's going to send Chase Pankey out to the left-hand side. Receivers out wide to the right. He's got Paul Miner, wing left. And to the right is Michael Williamson of Tomlin. Ball in the near hash mark. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin throws it over the middle, complete to Paul Miner. He catches it at the 23, and then it's upended at the 24-yard line, but it's enough for a first down for the Lions. Tomlin, 5 of 9 passing for 59 yards. One touchdown, one interception. Paul Miner so far in the ball game has caught four passes. Now check that, make that three passes for 21 yards. Tomlin now takes as much time as he can. Play clock down to 15. He's got receivers out wide on both sides and Williamson to the left of him. He's audibleizing at the line. He'll take the snap, drop back. He's going to throw the fade up the left-hand side to Panky. Panky lets it go right through his hands and incomplete. Good defense, though, by Hanover's DB, Keeper Askew, out of Georgia. So somebody else in the Heartland Conference picks up players out of Georgia other than Mount St. Joseph, and that's Hanover. So Miner leaves the ball game. Checking back in is Nick Murphy, and he is out to the right-hand side along with Glines and Cooper Earls. Chase Pankey stays in. He's wide left. Ball in the near hash mark. Williamson 
to the left of Tomlin with 2.40 remaining to go in this first half. Lions lead it 12-0. Dropping back Tomlin. Steps up into the pocket. Throws it over the right side and almost intercepted. Jumping that pattern from the right-hand side was Dakota Mannion. He's already got a sack today, and Mannion almost had an interception. Brings up third down, 10 yards to go. Tomlin did not start today's game. Derek Williamson did. Went 6 of 8 for 77 yards, responsible for two field goal drives. Tomlin in the ball game now. 5 of 11 for 62 yards. On third down 10 from the 24. He's going to throw it out to the right side, complete the Glines. Glines is going to catch it at the 25 and get out to the 30-yard line. That'll be a gain of 5. And now I believe Hanover is going to use a timeout. Hanover wants to conserve as much time as they can. Fourth down, 5 yards to go for the Lions. When we come back, 2.24 to go. In this second quarter, it's Mount St. Joe 12 and Hanover nothing. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Manchester coming back against Franklin, 754 to go in the second quarter. Franklin now leads at 21-13. Porter's going to punt it away on fourth and five from their own 30. Back set to return is Doherty. Bad snap, but Porter gets it away, and it's a short end-over-end kick that will take a Lions bounce inside the 40, inside the 35 to the 30, and it will roll dead at the 25-yard line. be a 45-yard punt off of a bad snap by Jerry Porter, and that's where the Panthers will take the ball over first and 10 from their own 25-yard line. They have got two timeouts left, and... Two minutes and ten seconds to go in the first half of action. Leading the Panthers out to the line of scrimmage is A.J. Bright. Bright with Cohen to the left of him. He's going to drop straight back, looks to the left, steps up in the pocket. He'll be hit and sacked. Down at the 23-yard line, Spencer Kandra with the sack on the play. Along with Logan Bright. Two-yard loss on the play. Second down and 12 yards to go for Hanover as the clock continues to run. A minute 43 to go, and they are looking dutifully over at the sideline to try to get the play call from Matt Theobald. Bright drops back, looks to the left. He's going to sling it out there, complete on the play. And it's complete out to the 27-yard line. Looked like Doherty is the man who made the catch. Check out Sam Jackson. Jackson making the catch on the play. No, no Samuel and no L in his name, just Sam Jackson. Third down, call it six yards to go from the 29 in Hanover zone territory. They send trips out to the far side. Coming out to the far side is Frank, along with Doherty and Pika. 
Dropping back, Bright. Bright's going to throw the ball over the middle. Complete to Doherty. He's got it at the 35. And they're going to give his forward progress. And a flag is thrown at the end of the play. And will that be against Doherty, or is that going to be against the Lions DBs? They've got the ball spotted just over the 35-yard line. It should be enough for a first down. And now the officials will confer, and who will the personal foul be against? And it's going to be a personal foul on sportsmanlike conduct against Hanover. So it will be a first down, but it will be marked off 15 yards from the first down spot, which will take it back to the 20-yard line, just outside the 20 from the 35 back to just outside the 20. 49.8 seconds to go, and that was not something that Hanover needed at that particular moment. Already down 12-0 at halftime. We'll hear from Joel Klatt of Fox Sports on Michigan and UCF and their chances of making the college football playoffs. Receivers out wide on both sides. Cohen to the right of Blight. And Bright, excuse me, and the handoff goes to Cohen. And Cohen gets one of his better runs of the day across the 20 out to the 24-yard line. He's going to pick up four on the play. And it'll bring up second down and about... Six yards to go, but the clock continues to run. 25 seconds left. They'll have to. They don't actually have to run another play. And Hanover still looking over to the bench. Bright not even in the pistol formation as the clock gets down to 10 seconds. And that'll do it here in the first half of action from Hanover as the Panthers are just going to let the clock run out. And so will the Lions. Well, in this first half, the Lions have basically, it's been all the Lions. They have got a couple of field goals from Jerry Porter and a touchdown catch from Paul Miner. And the Lions at the half lead this one by a score of 12 to nothing. We'll be back with Joel Klatt and also the stat stories of the first half when we come back. Here as our halftime festivities continue on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. On Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Sport is a common denominator in the world. If there's any place where there's equality, it's really in sports. RISE stands for the Ross Initiative in Sports for Equality. We're dedicated to promoting understanding, respect, and equality in sports and beyond. With the country struggling with race, we believe it's time for the sports industry to come together and really unite the nation. We want people to speak up, take the pledge, and rise up against racism. And we'll rise up. I pledge. I pledge to treat everyone with respect, respect, and dignity. I will not tolerate discrimination or harassment of any kind. I will speak up. Speak up. 
whenever I know discrimination is happening. And I will stand up. Get up. Rise up for victims. Take the pledge at risetowin.org. This month's St. Joseph football broadcast is made possible by the Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue. Iron sharpens iron. Call now at 513-383-9773. Sunday's Pub at 8582 Winton Road. And Ascent Safety Solutions. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. I learned a lot of valuable lessons playing college football. I never thought about the health benefits of exercise until I actually started to talk to coaches in college. It's not only just for performance, it's for life. My coaches instilled the importance of well-being, not only building up strength, mental health, getting enough sleep, eating properly, it's all what it is to be healthy. I decided that I want to go into personal training and share my knowledge that I obtained in college about physical and mental well-being. Does the best she can do to help people, and she does it with enthusiasm. Her compassion toward our students is demonstrated in the manner that she performs in her duties. She has demonstrated that compassion. We're back in Hanover, Indiana, at halftime, where the Mount St. Joseph Lions are taking on the Panthers in a first-place battle in the Heartland Conference. But in top 25 college football action last week, the Michigan Wolverines made a statement with their victory over the Michigan State Spartans. Joel Clatt of Fox Sports talks about just how realistic the Wolverines. Wolverines' chances are at becoming a Final Four team in the NCAA playoffs. Hey, Michigan fans, can you feel it? I know I can. You guys are squarely, squarely in the conversation for the Big Ten Championship and potentially the National Championship. It's for real. You need to share this video with all of your friends, all your cousins, mom and dad, you guys have been in a hard spot the last decade or so, waiting for Michigan to be back and relevant for the national title in that picture. Well, guess what? It's real. It's real this year, right now, for the Wolverines. As an analyst, I have been one that has defended Jim Harbaugh. You know it and I know it. I've given you takes that I think he's one of the better coaches in college football, and I believe it. It's not a hot take. And quite frankly, you get painted as some sort of Harbaugh apologist, you know, because he doesn't beat his rivals. And I get it. That criticism is founded to some extent. He was 1-5 against his rivals coming into last week's game against Michigan State. But if you actually take a closer look at what Michigan is and was under Jim Harbaugh and what it was before he got there, you would see that it's a far different cry than what a lot of people, namely those hot take artists that want to tell you that Jim Harbaugh is terrible, what they want to paint. First and foremost, in those rivalry games, he was the drop punt snap away and a poor spot at Ohio State. From flipping that script, he would have been 3-3 three and three in those games, and he would have had a division title and a potential playoff berth already under his belt. Two snaps of the football, so it wasn't quite as bad as everyone wants to make it out to be. Harbaugh took over a program that in the seven previous years was 46-42 and 42 overall. Okay, so from the time Lloyd Carr stepped away until Jim Harbaugh was hired, Michigan, the all-time winningest program in the history of the sport, was 46-42. and 42. That's awful for Michigan. Not bad for other programs. Awful for Michigan. Do you know that that 46-42 and 42 over that same seven-year span was tied with Oregon State? Oregon State, you were behind teams like Georgia Tech and Northwestern. 
So don't give me this garbage like Michigan's the same they were before Jim Harbaugh got there. That's baloney. That is absolute crap. Harbaugh has turned them into a contender, and you can see by the way they play in the field, and you can see by their record. Now you just go to their team. Let's start analyzing their team, and I'm going to tell you why this year it's actually for real. First and foremost, they've got some constants that have remained the same and will continue to remain the same during the course of the season. Their defense is fantastic. Their pass defense is number one in the country. Their total defense is number one in the country. They get to the quarterback. They tackle well. Don Brown's doing an unbelievable job on that side of the football as their coordinator. They run it well, maybe even better than they have in the past, but mostly they run it well. Over 200 yards a game on the ground, and Karan Higdon has been over the century mark in each of his last six. In fact, Notre Dame was the only team that were, was able to hold, hold them under 170 yards on the season run of the football. So those are the constants. Defense, running the ball. That's what Harbaugh does. That's who he is. That's in their fabric. But now, now they have fixed some of the issues that plagued them over the last couple of years. Let me just take them, uh, take you through them. First and foremost, they're not turning the ball over to the same extent they were in previous years. Do you know last year they were 86th in the country turning the ball over? Coming into last week, they were sixth in the nation turning the ball over. So they've got ball security in a much better clip. Their quarterback, Shea Patterson, doesn't put it in precarious spots. He's only thrown two interceptions uh, on the year. Twelve touchdowns, two interceptions. They're much better on third down. Last year, they were abysmal on third down, well into the hundreds converting on third down. Now, all of a sudden, they're one of the better teams, not only in the conference, but in the country. Why? Because they're winning on first down. Did you know that they're over two and a half yards better in their first down plays than they were a year ago? Just in the yards per play basis. So what does that do? It gets you into third and short, gets you into convertible uh, situations, and then all of a sudden, that run game can take over. So now, all of a sudden, you've got some areas that are getting much better. And then the final part, the quarterback. Their quarterback is for real. Patterson makes plays. Think about the plays he made against Michigan State. The long pass on a fade route to Donovan Peoples-Jones. The great throw in the back of the end zone to Nico Collins. He also converts with his feet. He did a fourth down conversion on a little zone read play. He had the 81-yard run against Wisconsin. His feet have become a huge deal for Michigan. That has transformed this team into a team that is a legit title contender in the Big Ten, and for right now, they would be my fourth team in a college football playoff. One team Joel Klatt doesn't think has an opportunity to make the Final Four is the University of Central Florida after losing head coach Scott Frost to Nebraska last year. Klatt talks about the possibility of UCF making the Final Four this season. I can see there's going to be a common theme for the rest of the year. Everyone that's a UCF fan is going to complain about college football and say that it's unfair and that they want a handout because we deserve it and because we love an underdog story. Well, I'm here to tell you no. So this week, Danny White, the athletic director at UCF, embarrassed himself with some letter to no one, namely the game day crew as a whole, and he basically complained about the the way they were talking about UCF and dismissing their playoff chances or potential playoff chances, which they did exactly what they should do, evaluate the teams and speak about them honestly. That's what we're all supposed to do as analysts. I'm not here to give you a handout, Danny White. And quite frankly, you should stop asking for a welfare spot in the college football playoff. You already have a welfare spot in the New Year's Six Bowls. 
You occupied that spot last year. Good for you. And you beat Auburn. Good for you. None of that means that you deserve inclusion into the four-team college football playoff, which right now, as defined, is supposed to be the four best teams in college football going to compete for the championship. You, under no circumstance, UCF, would fall under that umbrella as one of the four best teams in the country, and no, no actual analyst or computer would ever put you in that spot. Why? Because we can think, and we can analyze, and we can look at data, and we understand what we're looking at. One of the rating systems that I actually like a lot, and I've, I've dug into the numbers of all of them, is Jeff Sagarin's computer rankings. He was included in the BCS, and his ratings have been around for quite a, a while, and they're, they're very accurate, very accurate based on what we see on the field. Um, well, if you go to the Sagarin ratings this week, here's what you'll find. That UCF is pretty appropriately ranked or rated as the 28th best team in college football. Now, for any group of five team, would you say like, hey, that's pretty good? Yes, of course, that's very good. Uh, no one's saying that it's not, and no one's saying that UCF is a bad team. Well, did you know that just behind them at the 29th spot is an FCS team, North Dakota State? North Dakota State is also 7-0. and They've won a national championship in six of the last seven years or something ridiculous like that. That's a great program. They've had NFL players come out of there, namely Carson Wentz, who's one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. By the way, if you look at the schedules that both of those teams play, you might think to yourself, ah, North Dakota State's would be clearly weaker than UCF's because, you know, FCS, FBS. Ah, not the case. According to the Sagarin ratings, UCF schedules the 127th ranked schedule in the country. 127. 127. Guess where North Dakota State's falls? An FCS school. 128. So my question to you, Danny White, is, should we include North Dakota State as well? Because, you know, Cinderella's. The bottom line is, they don't deserve it. No group of five team does, by the way. If you play a group of five schedule and you win that league, that's all well and good. But that's like competing in 4A football on the high school level versus 5A football on the high school level. Just because you go undefeated as a 4A team does not mean you compete for the 5A state championship. My contention is this. Including any group of five team into the four-team playoff would be penalizing upwards of 20 to 25 Power 5 teams for playing in those leagues. Why in the world would we penalize those teams? They're not only good enough, but we can genuinely look, rate, analyze, and analyze the data to see that they are as good or better than any of those group of five teams, which means that they would have gone undefeated with that schedule in front of them as well. So why should we punish them? Because what? We love a good underdog story? At me all you want. But one thing I do know, your team doesn't deserve inclusion into the most coveted spots in college football, namely the four playoff spots. In top 25 college football action tonight, there's a big game out west in the Pac-12 where Arizona State is going to be taking on USC. USC has not had a very good season, and Fox Sports' Colin Coward previews that football game. The game to watch this weekend is USC hosting Arizona State. USC is dying. Every time they venture out of the conference, Texas embarrassed, Notre Dame embarrassed, Ohio State embarrassed them. Alabama embarrassed them. They've been able to hide some of their flaws because the Pac-12, what do they go, 0-6 in bowl games last year, is really weak right now. But outside of the SEC, which is deeper and better than every conference, every other conference needs one big dog to win. It's important for Clemson to be good in the SEC, in the ACC, excuse me. It's really important for Ohio State to be good in the Big Ten. If they're not, it's not the same conference. 
USC is the football program of note on the West Coast. And when they're not good, the conference feels small and irrelevant. And USC right now hosts Arizona State and Herm Edwards this weekend. And it's the most important game in college football. Because if you love college football, it's better when people Denver West have a national power and they don't. Washington's a nice story. So is Stanford. USC has put 700 guys in the pros. That's 100 more than Alabama. It's the biggest game of the weekend, and it's time for our spoiler alert. Please look away if you don't want the answer to what's going to happen. Arizona State, under Herm Edwards, is a terrific defensive team. Arizona State beats USC 24-20. to USC will be using a backup quarterback. They're slowly dying. USC's administration will figure it out after this weekend. It's time to make a move by season's end. We're at halftime of this afternoon's contest between Hanover and the Mount St. Joseph Lions. I'm Dave Mitchell. Second half action is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. What do you wish for? A nice life, nice things, or do you wish for something more, a sense of purpose? Do you wish to discover a cure, to write code that cracks an unsolvable question, to further our exploration into space, or to invent something that changes everything right here on Earth? Well, if that's your wish, make yourself ready because when you look back you'll see that you didn't just make wishes you realize them Dave Mitchell back at Hanover where at halftime your score is 12 nothing the Lions on top of the Hanover Panthers here in this afternoon's contest. Taking a look at the scoreboard around the Heartland Conference so far, there's a minute and a half to go in Manchester, and Franklin is leading Manchester 21-13 to in that ballgame. Rose Holman over Defiance 21-6, to and we've got no score right now between Bluffton and Anderson, at least no score reporting. Out of the top 25 today, Clemson beating up on Florida State 45 to nothing, and Wisconsin is losing to Northwestern big with 12.50 to go in that contest, 31 to 10. Elsewhere coming up later on this afternoon, Georgia is playing host to Florida. Oklahoma will be entertaining Kansas State. South Florida will be at Houston. Iowa goes to Penn State. Kentucky will be at Missouri. And Cincinnati will be at SMU. 12 nothing. Lions on top of it. We'll take a look at some stats when we return after this. In the game of life, it's not how far you can throw the ball. It's not how high you can fly. It's not how fast you can run. Or how many touchdowns you can score that matters. It's really how you play the game that counts. Because the game only lasts four quarters. For a few years. For that moment in time. Good sportsmanship. 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 Last a lifetime. This Mount St. Joseph football broadcast is made possible by 
effing good chicken tenders. Call now to order at 513-451-3000. The Mount St. Joseph University, JTAP Sports Bar, Jake Sweeney Auto, and La Rosa's Pizza on Rapid Run Road. Call 513-347-1111. So the Lions lead at 12 nothing, basically behind Jerry Porter. He had a 23-yarder and a 45-yard field goals. They were both good, and the Lions led at 6 nothing. And then with 11 seconds to go in the first quarter, Chayton Tomlin completed a 6-yard touchdown pass to Paul Miner. The extra point, they went for 2, didn't get it, and the Lions led it 12 to nothing. That second quarter was scoreless. Now, taking a look at some individual stats, Derek Williamson started the ball game. And he, at the quarterback position for the Lions, was 6 of 8 for 77 yards. Chayton Tomlin came in when Williamson's helmet got knocked off late in the first quarter. He went 6 of 12 for 68 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. As far as rushing is concerned, Michael Williamson has got 11 carries for 37 yards. Paul Miner has got 4 catches. A.J. Glines, 5 catches. Chase Pankey, 2. And Dayton Hunt has added 1 here this afternoon. For Hanover. A.J. Bright, 7 of 16 passing for 45 yards. Sean Cohn has got 9 carries for 29 yards on the afternoon. Receiving, Jackson Doherty has got 4 catches. Sam Jackson, 2. And Taylor Blystein has got 1 catch here this afternoon. So your score at the half, it is Mount St. Joseph, 12. And Hanover, nothing. We'll be back with second half action next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. The middle and high schools are now requiring service learning hours. The number of high school students who volunteer nearly doubled the number of college students. In 2004, the percent of college students who volunteer peaked at 31.2%. By 2010, that rate dropped to 26.1%. Once students get to college, many feel like they have too many other obligations and not enough time to volunteer. But these students are missing out on an enriching experience. As a volunteer, you will step out of a comfort zone working in teams with people of all ages and different backgrounds. You will have the chance to increase your social and relationship skills. You will be able to apply what you learned in the classroom to the real world. You will acquire skills that will help build your resume and make you a more competitive job applicant. And best of all, volunteering will create a positive change in your community and make you feel good. So try to balance your time and find a few hours where you can volunteer with one of the many amazing organizations in your community. There is a volunteering opportunity out there for everyone and many resources you can use to find what will best fit you. Everyone loves pizza. But when people who love to serve their family recipes come together with people who really love to enjoy them, that's when the magic happens. That's the recipe for happy. Now, who's hungry? La Rosa's Family Pizzeria. The recipe for happy. Order La Rosa's Pizza now at 347-1111. Hanover won the opening coin toss of this afternoon's ball game and deferred to the second half, and this is the reason why they get the opening kickoff, down 12 nothing. Jerry Porter will kick it off from right to left across your computer screen. I'm Dave Mitchell. As we open up second half action here from Hanover in this first place battle between these two ball clubs. High end over end kick. It'll be taken in by Pika. Pika. Kicks it in at his four, cuts the left-hand side across the 10, the 15, the 20, and then he is brought down by the ankles at the 22-yard line. Nice tackle by Colin Mangan. 
in on the tackle. So it's first and ten for Hanover. And they'll spot him down at the 23-yard line. That's where the Panthers will take it over for their first possession here in the second half of action as we start to get a little brighter skies here this afternoon. Lions on top of it, 12 to nothing as we open second half action. Bright, the quarterback, gives it off to Cohen. Cohen off the left-hand side, and he starts out the same way he Started out the first half with a run off the left-hand side. Picks up just a couple. Second down, eight yards to go right out at the 25-yard line. Bright had a little something in his face mask and had to adjust that. And Cohen right behind him. Fake handoff. Bright drops back. Looks over the middle. He's got a receiver, and it is complete at the 40-yard line. And he's going to be thrown out of bounds at the 49-yard line. That's Connor Gibson. Connor Gibson out of Lexington, Kentucky, a junior on a crossing pattern. Picked up the first down for the Panthers at their own 45-yard line, 13 yards on the reception. Bright with trips out to the near side. Now moves the receiver. Chesney in motion, and Cohen takes it right up the middle, and he's going to be stacked up right at the line of scrimmage, maybe a yard gain. Out to the 47-yard line. Second down, a long eight yards to go. Three receivers out wide to the near side. Sam Jackson wide left for Hanover. Cohen to the right of the quarterback, A.J. Bright. Bright's going to take the snap. Fakes a pass out to the left flank, then throws it up the right sideline, and it is incomplete. Actually tried to get it up the seam to Doherty, but he was well covered by Peyton Williams. He's up third down and call it a long eight yards to go. Ball at the 47-yard line in Hanover territory. Lions so far, last six quarters, shutout football. Shut out Defiance last week, and they've gone through the first half of this one. Shutting out their opponent. Third down, eight yards to go for the Panthers. Bright takes the snap, looks up the seam, now throws it to the left sideline, complete on the play to Gibson. Gibson is going to be close to a first down near that 45-yard line in Mount St. Joseph territory, and if it's where they've got him spotted, it appears that they will have the first down. So the first down completed by Hanover. They've got a couple of them in this drive. Hand off to Cohen. Now fake handoff. Throws it out to the left-hand side. Complete to Doherty. And Doherty skid over the 40-yard line and then bounces out of bounds at the 37. That's a gain of seven yards on the completion. And it brings up second down, three yards to go. Jackson will go out wide to the left-hand side. Gibson slot left. Then you've got Doherty on the left-hand side also. Single receiver is Frank to the near side. Dropping back is Bright. Bright on second and three. Throws it up the right side, and it's incomplete. Tyler Hanna with the defense against Frank. Stop that from being a completion. Brings up third down and three yards to go from the Lions 38. Hanover on the first possession of the second half. 12-0, Lions lead it. Third down, three. For a Panther first down, they've already picked a couple. Here come the Lions. Cohen has got a run right up the middle off the handoff. Takes it up near the 35-yard line. 
And, boy, they're giving him a kind spot, about a half a yard kinder than where he actually was, and that's going to be a first down. Wow, Cohen actually hit about the 36, but they gave him all the way to the 35, and he just did that on the bounce. So it's a first down again for Hanover via the run. They send receivers. Jackson out wide to the left, trips to the near side. Frank out wide right, pump fake. Bright's going to throw the ball up the middle, and it's almost intercepted. Then is by Tyler Hanna at the five-yard line. It was knocked up in the air by Peyton Williams, and then Hanna came down with the ball near the 10. Then he couldn't get his forward progress moving the other direction and ended up running out of bounds at about the six-yard line, but the Lions turn away Hanover again on the interception. Big, big play by the Lions' defense to come away with the football. And turn away Hanover. Bright with his second interception of the afternoon. And the Lions take it over first and ten going the other way at their own six-yard line with 12.09 to go in this first half. Big, big play by the Lions. Tomlin with Williamson to the left of him at the running back position. Receivers out wide on both sides. Hand off to Williamson right up the gut. He's going to take it across the six out to the seven and maybe to the eight-yard line before they stop him in his tracks. Gain of a couple for Williamson. Well, he's had 100-yard rushing days the last few weeks. But today he's found rough sledding in that rushing attack. Still, he has kept Hanover's defense off balance for the Lions offense to move the football via the pass. Tomlin with Williamson to the left. They're going to run the option to the left-hand side. Pitch out to Williamson. Williamson gets to the 11-yard line. That'll be four yards on the carry and bring up third down and about five yards to go for a Lion first down right at the 11-yard line. They've run that play a couple of times to the short side, and Williamson has been able to pick up three or four. So it's third down, five yards to go for a Lion first down deep in their own territory. They could use a first, at least a first down here to continue with the field position. Williamson now flanked out to the left-hand side of Tomlin. Receivers on wide on both sides. Panky wide left. Paul Miner tight end left. Dropping back Tomlin. Looking to the right. Now he's going to be hit and sacked at the five. Tomlin loses five, and Jerry Porter is going to be punting the football from inside his own end zone. That is something that the Lions did not need at that time. Nonetheless, Porter will be punting it away with 10.26 to go, and Doherty back about midfield to try to catch this punt. What wind there is seems to be crossing from the near side here to the far side, but again, not much wind. Heels on the back line of the end zone is Porter. Good snap. Porter is going to get it away at a high, booming kick that will be taken in at the 45-yard line by Doherty. Cuts to the right to the 40, and then he's going to be run out of bounds at the 42-yard line. 49-yard punt. Give him about a 7-yard return on that punt return by Doherty, and the Panthers will have it first and 10 at the Lions' 37-yard line. So they get great field position after the exchange as their defense holds after that 
interception. Moving out of the backfield is Pika. Pika, now the throw over the middle is going to be complete to Gibson. Gibson has got it across the 35 down to the 32-yard line. That's a gain of five on first down. Brings up second down and five yards to go. Pika out wide to the left-hand side with Gibson and Jackson. To the near side is Frank. And the handoff up the middle to Cohen. Cohen struggling to get to the 30-yard line before he is stacked up by Logan Bright and Cody Harden. Just a gain of a couple, and it brings up third and two. Ball at the 29-yard line. So third down, two yards to go for a Panther first down on their second possession of the second half. Jackson up on the line, far left. And the handoff goes to Cohen, and Cohen spins, couldn't find anything to right, then spun to the left, and ended up picking up the first down to the 26-yard line after a gain of three. So another first down. Boy, Hanover's moved the football here in the second half, but because of the interception, they just have not been able to get any points on the scoreboard as of yet. Jackson wide left. Coming out wide right is Frank and Gibson. They're in a stack. Hand off to Cohen. Cohen stutter step to the right, then back to the left across the 25, down to the 20. That's a gain of four. Brings up second down, six yards to go. At halftime, Manchester is pulled within 12 of Franklin. It's 28-16. Rose Holman in the third quarter up over Defiance, 21-6. Second down, seven yards to go now for a handover first down. Eight minutes left in this third quarter. Bright drops back, throws the ball down the middle. Intercepted by Peyton Williams at the 15 to the 20. And he's going to be upended at the 25-yard line. Three interceptions today by the Lions, and they come away again. And Stymie Hanover in their own territory. 7.51 to go in this third. Your score, Mount St. Joe 12, Hanover nothing. Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen. Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures, and OSHA-compliant training. Having challenges on the job site? Ascent provides job site inspections, along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation. Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. Well, while you're away, the Lions came out throwing the football on first and ten. And they threw the fade up the left side to Chase Pankey, and he could not come down with it incomplete. Ball at the 27-yard line, second down, ten yards to go for Mount St. Joseph. They lead it 12 to nothing. But boy, another TD on the scoreboard sure would feel good. Bradley out wide to the left-hand side. A.J. Glines out wide to the right. Williamson to the left. Fake handoff. Tomlin looks up to the left-hand side. He's got Glines, and it is almost intercepted. Coming in, Cornell Dash. The free safety tried to jump the route and did and just couldn't come up with the pass. 
Now Cooper Earls runs over and explains something to offensive coordinator Caleb Correll. Now goes back out to his receiver position. Let's see if anything comes of that discussion between plays. Tomlin on third down, 10 yards to go from the 27 in their own territory. Press coverage now by Hanover at the receivers. Tomlin with the play clock to five. Drops back on third and ten. Rolls out to the right. Steps up into the pocket. He's going to be hit and dropped at the 24. Fourth sack of the afternoon by Hanover. And the Lions will have to punt it away on fourth down and 13. From their own 24-yard line. Good defensive pressure by Hanover. The Lions couldn't find anything open deep. 7-10 and running. Left to go in the third quarter of play from Hanover. I'm Dave Mitchell on Ultimate Sports Talk. 12-0 your score. Lions on top of it. Porter into punt the football away. Good snap. Porter under a heavy rush. Gets it away. No flag as Porter fell to the ground, taken in by Doherty at the 30-yard line. That'll be a 46-yard punt, no return. And we've got 6.49 to go in this third quarter. It's Mount St. Joseph 12, Hanover nothing. You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mounts School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit msj.edu slash MBA. Well, A.J. Bright really confused the Lions' defense there as he faked the handoff to Cohen and then took it on a bootleg around the right-hand side, took it up to the 39-yard line for a gain of eight. And it brings up second and two. He coughed up the football at the end, but he had already hit the turf. Now the officials are discussing it. Lions are saying, Tyler Hanna's really involved in this conversation, let me tell you. Now the officials are going to look at it. He definitely coughed up the football, and the Lions got it. Now the officials are going to have to look things over and see if I can see it on the live stream, but I doubt if it's probably already passed. Nope. It's already passed on the live stream, so can't tell whether or not he coughed it up or not. He definitely fumbled it, but was he down before he did? That's the question that the officials are trying to answer here and now. But Tyler Hanna, boy, he's really screaming that it belongs to the Lions. Now the officials are going to come over and talk to both coaches and discuss this. I've never seen this one before where both of two officials from the squad go over and talk to each coach about one play. Ball is resting at the 39-yard line. And it's going to stand the way it is. So it'll be second down and two yards to go. So, just as I thought, it wasn't a fumble. <laughs> so. Bright gets the snap. He's going to throw it out into the left flank, and it is complete to Gibson. Gibson takes it across the 40, out to the 43-yard line. He's got the first down after a gain of five. So it's a first down for Hanover. The only thing that has stopped Hanover in this half is Hanover. Bright, hand off to Cohen. Nope, Bright's going to keep it himself. He runs it around the left side to midfield. 
and is going to be upended by Troy Speakman at the 45-yard line in Mount St. Joseph territory. That'll be a gain of seven and a first down. So now Bright has decided that he's going to run the football. Receivers out wide on both sides, and Jared Frank, I'm not sure he got the play call. Fake handoff, and Bright is going to throw it out into the left flat, complete to Gibson, and he's going to be leveled by Peyton Williams right at the 39-yard line. That's a gain of six. Brings up second down, four yards to go for the Panthers. Right at the 39 of Mount St. Joseph, 545 and running left to go in the third quarter. Lions with a 12-0 lead. Bright. Takes the snap. Hand off to Cohen. Right up the middle. Best run of the day. He's got it at the 35 to the 30. Cuts it to the near side. Picks up a block to the 25-20. And scoots out of bounds at the 20-yard line. Best run of the day by Sean Cohen. And it's all because the Lions are off kilter based upon the quarterback keepers that Bright has had. First and 10 from the 21 of Mount St. Joseph. Hand off to Cohen again on a quick hitter. He's going to take it inside the 20, down to the 17-yard line for a gain of three. And now there's a man for Hanover down, and that's Cohen. Cohen is down and grabbing at his left calf muscle. So with 5.07 to go, we've got an injury timeout on the field here in the third quarter. And your score from Hanover, it's the Lions 12, the Panthers nothing. People just love the quality from effin' good chicken tenders on 5102 Crookshank Road in Cincinnati. They use fresh chicken, and it's always hand-breaded with homemade sauces daily. And order the coleslaw. You won't regret it. Ordering out is easy at effin' good chicken tenders. Order dinner on Facebook right now or call 451-3000. At effin' good chicken tenders, order up a combo, feed the family, or your sudden drop-in guests. Effin' Good Chicken Tenders, located at 5102 Crookshank Road. Order at 4513000. Effin' Good Chicken Tenders, real chicken, real fast, real good. 169. Yes, 169. It's Rocktoberfest at Jake Swinney Jeep Tri County. During Jeep Adventure Days, lease the all new Cherokee Latitude for only 169 a month. Only at Jake Swinney Jeep Tri County. Well, while we've got this opportunity and Cohen is still down on the field, I want to wish my grandson today, Jackson Mitchell, a happy birthday. He's having his party today, and unfortunately, I am not able to be there. That is not Cohen. Check that. The offensive lineman that is getting up and walking away is Cody Watts, so Watts gets up and will walk on. Nope, it's Jacob Dahl. Sorry about that. That's Jacob Dahl who is walking off the field to the sideline. But he appears to be okay. So trips out to the far side. Hand off to Cohen. Cohen takes the ball and he'll take it down to the 15 yard line. So I want to wish Jackson Mitchell a happy birthday today. It's his party and I can't make it. But your gift is in the mail, Jax. Happy birthday to you and Hope it's a good one. Hope you have a good party. Third down, five yards to go. Bright dropping back. Throws it out on the right-hand side. It's complete to Frank. Frank is going to be hit immediately as soon as he caught the football at the 17-yard line. Well, they're going to spot him his forward progress at the 16-yard line. 
So virtually no gain on the play. It'll bring up fourth down and five, and Hanover's going to hurry to the line of scrimmage and try to catch the Lions off guard here on defense. But the Lions are set up and ready to go. Bright out of the pistol, now turns and looks to the sideline to get the play call. He'll shift Cohen over to the left on fourth down five from the Lions' 16. Big play here for the Lion defense. And here they come. Bright's going to throw it out to the left side. Knocked away and incomplete by Tyler Hanna. Came in and knocked the ball free from the intended receiver, Jared Frank. And the Lions will take it over on downs with 3.52 to go in this third quarter. The Lions lead it 12 to nothing. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Michael Williamson on first down from the 16-yard line in Mount St. Joseph territory. Tippy-toes across the line of scrimmage and picks up a couple. Paul Miner leaves the ball game now. Cooper Earls back into the contest as the Lions go three receivers out to the far side. Ball in the center of the field. Tomlin barking out the signals with Williamson to his right. And they're going to throw it out in the flat, and it is complete at the 20-yard line, out to the 22-yard line with the reception is Nick Frederick. Frederick picks up four in the reception, brings up third down, and a long three yards to go for a Lion first down. Frederick is going to come out wide to the left-hand side now. Now Cooper Earls is wide left, Frederick slot left, A.J. Glines out to the right-hand side with Paul Miner lined up on the right as a wing. Fake handoff, Timlin looks to the left, he's going to throw it out, gets it to Miner. It's complete at the 17-yard line, but that's right at the line of scrimmage, so virtually no gain. Man, maybe a yard they'll give him. Brings up fourth down, two yards to go, and the Lions will have to punt it away, so a quick three and out by the Lions offense after that interception. And with 2.19 and running left to go in this third quarter, Jerry Porter will come in to kick it away. Porter, when he goes home, is going to have to just put his right leg up in a lazy boy and enjoy the evening. He has done a lot of work today, and he'll punt it again from his own 16-yard line, and he gets a nice, high, booming kick. That will be taken in by Doherty on the fair catch at the 41-yard line. So a nice punt by Jerry Porter. Hanover takes it over first and 10 at their 41. And the Lions, who have come up with big play after big play after big play defensively, now rely on their defense to do it again, leading at 12 nothing with under two minutes left in this third quarter. Bright with Cohen right behind him. High snap, but he gets it down and gets it into the hands of Cohen. And Cohen, after a gain of two out to the 43-yard line, is going to be hit immediately and then brought down after a gain of two by Logan Bright and Sean Sullivan. Jermaine Drake also in on the tackle. Second down, eight yards to go. 
Receivers split out on both sides. Bright takes the snap. Hand off to Cohen. Right up the middle. He's going to bounce off a tackle across the 45. Out near midfield. He's close to a first down. Gain of six. And he may be just shy of the first down. Ball at the 49-yard line. They're going to give him the benefit of the doubt in the first down. Well, we've talked about it all year long. The officials this year give players the benefit of the doubt instead of bringing in the chains. We have seen three measurements in nine games this year. Just three. Bright on first and ten from the Lions 49 to Cohen. Hits right at the line of scrimmage and then brought down immediately. Boy, that defensive line for the Lions today is playing outstanding ball. That was Zach Taylor who came up with the half-yard loss against Sean Cohen. We knew Cohen was going to get a lot of touches today, but he hasn't gotten as many out of the passing game as we thought he would. Fake handoff to Cohen. Dropping back is Bright. Bright is going to be hit and dropped! Spencer Kandra all the way back to the 41-yard line in Hanover territory. Loss of seven on the play. Well, make it about nine on the play. And it will bring up third down and 17 yards to go with six seconds to go in the third quarter. And Hanover's going to want to talk this thing over between quarters. So that's the end of three. The Lions now lead it by a score at the end of three of Mount St. Joseph 12, Hanover, nothing. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sundays, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sundays for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sundays. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winston Road in Finneytown. Across divisions, sports, championships, and schools for nearly half a million student-athletes. College sports create lifelong opportunity, and that starts with education. We've raised the academic bar, so more are earning degrees, creating healthier campuses by working with the nation's brightest minds and making sure more have the chance to succeed and are supported on their journey. But beyond the numbers, it's about opportunity, and we're working to provide it for every student-athlete. Well, this has been a fleet game from Hanover. As we head to the fourth quarter, Lions leading it right now 12 to nothing. Third down, 17 yards to go. Bright is going to throw it up the left-hand side. He's got a receiver. That's Jackson complete at the 10 to the 5. Check it, that's Doherty touchdown. They went deep and he got behind Peyton Williams and Tavon Robertson. And Hanover on the first play of the fourth quarter now has cut the Lions lead in half. It's now Mount St. Joseph 12 and Hanover 6. On the very first play of the fourth quarter, they go deep and come up with pay dirt. Austin Stoyer will come in to attempt the extra point. He is 27 for 32 this year in extra point conversions, and he puts that one up, and it is a high blooping kick that does clear the crossbar and makes it. 14.50 to go in the ball game. It's now Mount St. Joseph 12, Hanover 7. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. 
The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Well, on the very first play of the fourth quarter... Hanover goes deep for the score to Doherty. Jackson Doherty with his first touchdown catch of the afternoon. And now Hanover is down by five, 12 to seven to the Mount St. Joseph Lions. So Hanover will be kicking it off. Back set to return, Troy Speakman. And he's going to catch it at the 12. Cut it to the center of the field to the 15 to the 20. Takes it across the 25 out to the 27-yard line for a nice return of 15 yards. And the Lions take it over now, leading by only 5, 12 to 7. First and 10 from their own 27-yard line. Lions come out with Earls wide right, Panky slot right. Paul Miner is going to line up at a wing position on the left-hand side. Matter of fact, he's going to stack the guard on the left side. Glines is out wide left. Williamson to the right of Tomlin. Short snap, but Tomlin picks it up, gets it off to Williamson to the 30, 35, puts his head down, bowls forward out near the 40-yard line for a gain of 11 and a first down. That short snap to Tomlin may have thrown Hanover's defense off guard, and then Tom Williamson just found a crease, took it right through that crease on the left side for 11. Ball just at the 40-yard line. First and ten for the Lions. Receivers out wide on both sides. Williamson to the right of Tomlin. They're going to hand it off to Tomlin around the left. Takes it out to the 43, maybe the 44-yard line before he is brought down by Jake Namasak. Tackle made by number 21, Brody Dell. And it'll be second down and six. Check it. That was Brody Dell who made the tackle. So it's second down after a four-yard gain, six yards to go. Again, Paul Miner at a wing spot, but he's basically directly behind the left guard, Brad Murphy. Fake handoff. Tomlin rolls straight back. He's going to have to throw it as he gets hit, and he's going to throw it out of bounds. Got rid of it as he just had no time to do anything, and, boy, he got hammered as soon as he threw the football. Threw it past the line of scrimmage. The officials are going to say there was nobody out there. Now they're going to call intentional grounding. Intentional grounding called against Chayton Tomlin. Not sure anybody really understands intentional grounding anymore. So, it'll knock it back to the 35-yard line and bring up third down and about 15 yards to go for the Lions. That comes with it a loss of down. Williamson to the left of Tomlin, but he'll be non-existent in this play, basically, unless he's a receiver. 
Trips out to the far side. Press coverage by Hanover. Dropping back is Tomlin. Steps up into the pocket. Throws it out to Glines on the left side. Incomplete. Hanover came with the blitz, and Tomlin didn't have any time to wait for Glines to cut off his route. So the incompletion will now bring in Jerry Porter to punt the football away, and Hanover has got all the momentum. They have just hung around and hung around, even though Mount St. Joseph was moving the football. And now Hanover, one possession away from taking a lead. Good snap to Porter. Porter's going to get the punt away, and it's a high one that Doherty is going to have to wait to come down, and then he catches it at the 25 off the fair catch. Now, there is no way he was at the 26, but they're going to get him the 26-yard line on the spot. So Hanover will have the football first and 10 from their own 26-yard line. Love to see that one over on the live stream. and Unfortunately, we're unable to see it. They're running about the same way, the same way Mount St. Joseph's does also. 13.23 left to go. Moving in motion to the near side is Doherty. And Bright is going to hand it off to Cohen. Cohen cuts it up the middle, then back to the left-hand side across the 30, falling forward. Gets it out to the 33-yard line. That's a gain of seven on the play, and it'll bring up second down and three, and Hanover going back to the hurry-up. Jackson and Gibson in a stack out here to the near side. Handoff, fake handoff. Bright's going to keep it himself, and he's going to get hit right at the 34 after a gain of about a yard and bring up second down. Third down, excuse me. Not a long yard to go. So third down, call it a yard to go for Hanover. Another big play in the afternoon. Clock at 12.40 and running. A win by the Lions, and it could force a three-way tie in the conference. A loss by the Lions, and it all comes down to that final weekend on November 10th. It's all going to come down to that game anyway between Hanover and Franklin. Bright on third and one, hands it off to Cohen right up the middle. Cohen is going to struggle, and it looks like he got the first down out to about the 42-yard line. So a gain of a couple yards on the play for Cohen, but Hanover has got another first down. Boy, they have done a nice job here in the second half. They've gotten their offense untracked. Cohen, 23 carries, 89 yards on the afternoon. First and 10 for Hanover from their own 37. And a fake handoff. Bright's going to keep it himself around the left side to the 40. And he'll get tripped up and be put down at the 45-yard line after a gain of eight. Brings up second down and two yards to go for a first down for Hanover. Jackson out of the ballgame now. Gibson back in. He's got Frank out wide right with him along with Doherty. Pike and not in the ballgame right now. They're going with a tight end setup. And the handoff to Cohen. Cohen off left tackles. Got the first down to midfield. Inside Mount St. Joseph territory. Down to the 47-yard line. That'll be a gain of eight. Cohen close to that 100-yard rushing mark here today. 11.25 and running left to go. And Hanover has found something successful against the Lions. They look over to the sideline to get the play. 24 carries, 97 yards now for Sean Cohen. He's three yards shy of that 100-yard mark. Trips out to the near side. Ball in the near hash mark. Handoff. 
flag on the play to Cohen. Cohen gets it to the 45. He's down inside the 45 to the 43. That'll give him the 100 yards, but let's see what they call. It's going to be offsides against the Lions. They move lined up in the neutral zone. So offside against Mount St. Joseph. And it was a first down anyway by Cohen. And it looks like they'll go ahead and mark the ball down to the 42-yard line. So it brings up first and five. So the Panthers have it first and five at the Mount St. Joseph 42-yard line. Bright with Cohen to his left. And he's going to hand it off to Cohen. Cohen takes it down to the 40-yard line before he is stopped right there. After a gain of a yard, brings up second and four. Boy, Cohen's found the way now. Second down, call it four yards to go for a handover first down. Ten and a half remaining in the ballgame. Lions holding on to a precarious 12-7 lead. Diamond formation trips out to the far side. Bright, fake handoff. He's going to run it off right tackle. Down to the 35, inside the 35, and brought down at the 34-yard line. That play has gotten the Lions' defense all afternoon here in the second half. That's when they started running it. And that's when the handover offense started moving. Cohen to the left of Bright. Fake handoff. Bright's going to keep it around the left side this time and takes it to the 33 before he is brought down on the play by Jermaine Drake, the outside linebacker. Gain of just a yard on the play for the quarterback, A.J. Bright. Brings up second down, nine yards to go from the 33 of Mount St. Joseph. Frank goes out wide to the right-hand side. Now slot right is going to be Doherty. Now they're going to run that diamond formation again. Cohen out of an empty backfield. Shotgun formation is out in that diamond formation. So it's Cohen, Doherty, and Frank in that diamond. And they throw it over the middle. It is complete to Frank. And Frank is going to be catching the football at the 27 and brought down at the 26 by Ty... Tavon Robertson. Four on the catch, and it brings up third down and two. Another big play for this Lions defense, which has been on the field a lot in this second half. Third and two. Ball at the 26-yard line. Hand off to Cohen. Cohen is going to get hit at the line and brought down at the 25. He's short of the first down. It'll bring up fourth. And about a yard to go, maybe less than a yard. And Hanover definitely is going to go for it. They bring in their power formation. Biggest play of the afternoon for the Lions defense. Fourth down, call it a short yard at the 25 in Lion territory. Now Bright's going to go under center. Bright under center in the I formation. Handoff to the first man through. And he's going to have the first down. That is Brett Luker. And he picked up the first down. Well, it was either Luker or Plessinger. I'm not sure which. And if you look at the weights, I would say it was probably Plessinger who carried the football. But he picked up a yard and a half in the first down. Down to the 23-yard line of Mount St. Joseph. Now they go back to the pistol. 
And the handoff to Cohen up the middle. He's going to be chopped down at the 20. Stopped on the play by Peyton Williams. Second down, eight yards to go. Doherty is back into the ball game. Sam Jackson leads. So it'll be Doherty, Gibson, and also Frank out to the right-hand side. High snap, handoff to Cohen. Cohen breaks it down inside the 19, down to the 16-yard line. So a gain of three, and it brings up third down and a long three yards to go. Here we go with another big play for this Lions defense. Clock continues to run, 7.23 to go in the ballgame. Lions with a five-point lead. Bright on third and three. Handoff to Cohen. Cohen breaks into the clear to the 10 to the five. Touchdown! Panthers take the lead on two TDs here in this fourth quarter. And they now lead it by a score of 13-12. to And they'll go for the extra point, I believe. They're going to have to because Cohen ran all the way from the end zone to the left end of the press box, all the way down to the 10-yard line at the other end of the field celebrating. They're going to go for two, but they're going to do it without Cohen in the backfield is Jake Nam- Namasnack. And dropping back is Bright. Throws it into the end zone. It is caught, and it's good for the two-point conversion. So Hanover gets the two-point conversion, and they lead it by three. 7-12 to go in this ball game. It's now Hanover 15, Mount St. Joseph 12. You want to advance your career through education, but you don't want to disrupt family commitments or a busy work schedule. Mount St. Joseph University can help. The Mounts School of Business offers a Master's of Science degree in organizational leadership with face-to-face classes every third Saturday. The MSOL program is a multidisciplinary master's program that focuses on values-based leadership, helping you develop professional knowledge and skills with courses in organizational leadership and business. Learn more at msj.edu slash msol. Well, the tide has turned in this one. Hanover started getting the momentum early in the third quarter, but couldn't put anything on the scoreboard. They did right at the beginning of the fourth. And now with 7-12 to go in the ball game, they have taken their first lead of the day at 15-12. Hanover will be kicking it off. It'll be Mark Sally Tabor, and he gets a high short kick. Be taken in by... Troy Speakman at the 11. Cuts it to the 15, to the 20. Cuts it to the near side, to the 30. And he's going to be run out of bounds outside the 35, out to the 37-yard line after a return of 26 yards. Lions have good field position. First and 10 from their own 27. 37, excuse me. Now is where they need to get their offense in gear. Lions down by three. Tomlin going from left to right. Has Williamson to his left. Paul Miner wing right. Hand off to Williamson. Cuts it out to the left-hand side. Bounces off a tackle. And he's going to struggle out of bounds after a yard gain out near the sideline. Out near the 38-yard line. There was just nothing there along the line. And Williamson just kept bouncing to the outside until he found a crease and picked up a yard. 
Second down, nine yards to go. Hanover's defense has really come to play here in this second half. Lions have not found out the secret to moving the football here in the second half yet. Tomlin looks over that defense. Play clock down to ten. And he'll take the snap. Drop back. Look to the left. He's going to throw it out to the left. Complete out to the 44-yard line. That's Nick Murphy making a nice diving backhanded catch. Gain of four. Brings up third down. Four yards to go for a Lion first down out to the 43. Boy, this has been a half of big plays for both teams. And here's another one. Tomlin on third and four. Hanover's crowd, you can hear getting into it. Press coverage by the Panthers. Tomlin will take the snap on third and four. Drops back. Looks up the left side. He's got Glines complete at the 49-yard line for the first down. Mr. Reliable. Tomlin to Glines gives the Lions a first down right at the 48-yard line is where those spot Glines going down with the ball. Still in Mount Territory. Just shy of midfield. 528 and running. Both teams with all their timeouts left. Receivers split out on both sides. Tomlin, draw, hands off to Williamson. Williamson takes it inside the 50 down to the 49 yard line after a gain of three on the carry. Williamson now 18 carries, 65 yards on the afternoon, and they are 65 hard earned yards. Same as what Cohen has had on the other side with 30 carries, 124 yards. Second down, seven yards to go. Ball at the 49 in Hanover. Hanover showing blitz. Tomlin reads it, takes the snap, drops back, looks to the left. He's going to throw it up the left side. He's got her man. It's complete and out of bounds. That is Nick Murphy making a tremendous catch up that left side at the 23-yard line. Boy, he was covered. Hanover couldn't have asked for any better defense up that left side. And Murphy came down with the football inbounds, first and ten for the Lions at the 23. In Hanover territory, four and a half left to go. Tomlin on first and ten. Receivers split out on both sides. Looks over the defense. Play clock down to 15. He'll take the snap. Drop back. Looks up the right. He's going to go for the whole bundle into the end zone to Panky. And Panky misread the defense and cut off his route. Tomlin was going into the end zone. And Panky shut the route down at about the 10-yard line. So it'll be second down 10 yards to go. For the Lions from the Hanover 23-yard line. 4-14. Clock stops on the incompletion. Tomlin looking over to the sideline, as is the rest of the offense for the Lions. Panky out wide right, Earl slot right. Glines is out wide to the left-hand side, and now the officials want to change footballs. So the officials, they took their official timeout, and they're going to switch footballs. Evidently, Lions asked for a new football. Maybe that was wet or something, but whatever. Well, I could tell you a story about my uncle and a wet football. We'll do that someday <laughs> when he was a center years ago. 4.14 to go in the ball game. Lions after that official timeout, and now the referees. We've got a player down for Hanover. 
fight. Zachary Donnan had to leave the football game. And they brought in Jacob Rugen to take his place for an injury timeout. Second down, 10 yards to go, Tomlin. Heavy pressure, throws it out in the flat, complete to Williamson at the 20, to the 15, to the left side, to the 10, to the 5, and he's thrown out of bounds at the 3. Boy, Tomlin read that perfectly. He was trying to go deep into the end zone, but he was under a heavy rush, and he just dumped it off on the left side to Williamson, and Williamson cut it inside right down to the 5-yard line is where they say he stepped out of bounds. So it's first and goal for the Lions at the Hanover 5. 3.50 and running left to go in this ball game. And the Lions knocking at the Panthers' door. Down by 3.15 to 12. They're definitely in field goal range right now. First and goal. Tomlin out of the pistol with Williamson right behind him from the 5. Handoff to Williamson. Off right guard. Takes it down to the 3. Gain of 2 on the carry for the junior running back, Williamson. 3.20 and running. Second and goal from the three. Ball right in the middle of the field. And the Lions turn around and look at the sideline again to get the play. They are taking as much time off this clock, and you know that's what Tomlin is very good at doing, using as much time off that play clock as possible. They are definitely in Porter territory right now to tie this thing up. Tomlin. Signals something to Williamson. Takes the snap. Tomlin's going to keep it himself right up the middle. And he's going to take it down to the one. You don't see Chayton Tomlin do that very often. But that was a designed quarterback keeper down to the one-yard line. And now Paul Miner will come in and Nick Murphy will leave. The Lions will go with their jumbo. Two and a half remaining. You may be in two-down territory depending upon how Tyler Hopperton feels about it. Ball right at the one-yard line. Third and goal for the Lions down by three. Tomlin out of the pistol. Miner lines up wing right, right behind the right guard. Tomlin takes the snap. Hand off to Williamson up the middle. Dives into the end zone. Is he there? Touchdown! Williamson took it right up the gut and got it in with 2.01 to go in the ball game. And the Lions have regained the lead at 18-15. Boy, what a drive out of the Lions down the, for the first time today by three. And they move it down the field and take it in for the score. And now lead at 18-15 with 2:01 left to go. Now the big extra point by Porter. This would put the Lions up by four. Good snap. Porter approaches it, kicks it, and it is good. 201 to go in the ball game. Your score. It's now Mount St. Joseph 19. Well now check before we go. There's a flag down on the side, and it is against Hanover. Lions are signaling towards Hanover. And now Hanover will leave, and I think the Lions will just go ahead and decline it. Field goal, extra point, excuse me, is good. Offsides against Hanover. 201 to go in the ball game. Your score, Mount St. Joseph 19, Hanover 15. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. 
on Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAPS Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Jerry Porter will kick it off. The Lions have just moved the football up the field and scored to take the lead at 19-15. Now it's up to the defense. Porter with Pico and back to set to return. And it will be taken in by Pico at the 3 to the 5. Cuts to the near side of the 20. Flag thrown. From way back, and Pico gets or Pico, excuse me, gets it across the 20 out to the 22-yard line. But I think you're going to see a block in the back called against Hanover from where that flag was thrown, right near the 15-yard line. Ball resting out at the 23. See, preliminary signal is blocking the back. Block in the back on Hanover. So that will be from the 15-yard line, so they'll take that half the distance to the goal. It'll be all the way back to the 7. Well, that is not what Hanover needed. They're waiting to get the stick set. Now they'll mark off the penalty. And it'll go back inside the 10 to the 7-yard line. A minute 55 to go in the game. 19-15, Lions with a four-point lead. Hanover starting deep in their own territory at their own seven. Bright with Cohen to the left. He's going to hand it off to Cohen. Up the middle, Cohen breaks it outside the 10 and out near the 14-yard line. He picks up seven on first down. Hanover has got all three timeouts left. Second and three out to the 14. Bright. Looks to his left. Now looks over the middle. He's got a receiver. That's complete to Doherty. Doherty at the 32. Brought down at the 35-yard line. That's a first down for the Panthers. The Lions need to play a little bit better in the secondary than that. Doherty was wide open at the 35. First down. Clock running at a minute and a half. Bright. Drops back. Looks to the left. Pump fakes. Now he's going to run out of the pocket. Now he's just going to throw it away. There's nobody there. That's got to be an intentional grounding. That's got to be, oh, they're going to say Doherty is over on the left side. He wasn't anywhere near there. That's the same play that Tomlin did earlier, and they called intentional grounding, and Bright's going to get away with it. Wow. So it'll be second down and 10 from the 35. Clock stops at a minute 20. Bright drops back, looks to the right. He's going to throw it out to the right side and overthrew his intended receiver, Doherty. Brings up third down. Bright has only started. This is his fifth start. And he is in a pressure-packed situation right now. Pico goes out wide to the right. Now they go with the triangle. Trips out to the far side. Bright drops back. Looks to the left on third and ten. He's going to throw the ball deep up the field, and it's going to be intercepted by Tavon Robertson at the 35. They tried to go to Doherty, and the Lions read it. They had three men around him, and Tavon looked back and intercepted the pass. But there's still a minute eight to go in Hanover. 
has their timeouts left. Lions lead at 19-15. Boy, the defense today has come up huge for the Lions. Hanover, from what I have here, has all three timeouts left. First and ten for the Lions at the 34 in their own territory. And all they care about right now is running clock. Clock is stopped with a minute eight to go in the ball game. Tomlin is going to take the snap. Hand off to Williamson right up the middle. Williamson outside the 35 to the 36. And now Hanover will use one of their timeouts. We will also. Second and eight when we return. A minute three to go. It is now Hanover, Hanover down by four. Mount St. Joe 19, Hanover 15. Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen. Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures, and OSHA-compliant training. Having challenges on the job site? Ascent provides job site inspections, along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation. Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. Well, that is Hanover's first time out. So playing the time game here, if they can stop the Lions on the next two downs and use their timeouts, they could conceivably get the ball back with about 50 seconds to go in the game and no timeouts left. That would put it on the booming leg of Jerry Porter to really pin Hanover back. Lions, second down, call it seven yards to go from the 37, hand off to Williamson on a counter. Williamson around the left side is going to be hit at the line of scrimmage and pushed back for no gain. And again, Hanover will use a timeout, maybe a yard gain for Williamson. It'll be third down and seven yards to go. Timeout taken by Hanover, 56.9 to go in the ball game. Your score is now Mount St. Joe, 19, Hanover, 15. Everyone loves pizza. But when people who love to serve their family recipes come together with people who really love to enjoy them, that's when the magic happens. That's the recipe for happy. Now, who's hungry? La Rosa's Family Pizzeria. The recipe for happy. Order La Rosa's Pizza now at 347-1111. Now, this game has been everything we thought it would be. 19 56.9 seconds to go. Lions lead it by four. Hanover has got one timeout left, and it's third down. Tomlin, let's see what the Lions have designed. Hand off to Williamson around the right side to the 40-45. He's got the first down, and that'll do it. He took it around the right side this time instead of the left side, and he picked up seven in the first down, and the Lions are going to come out of Hanover with a big, big W. Forty seconds to go in the ball game, and boy, the defense came to play today. Hanover, boy, what an outstanding ball club this team is. They have really improved over the years, and... If this thing comes down to a three-way title, it is well-deserved by these three teams. Tomlin in the victory formation. 
takes a knee. Lions are going to go home on the bus victorious with their pizzas and pop. Your final score here this afternoon, Mount St. Joseph 19, Hanover 15. We'll be back to wrap it up after these timeouts. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sundays, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sundays for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sundays. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. 